Hey, yo, Flip. Yo. I'm going to put you on some fire, man. They got this new bed wash company. They got the lotion and the, the everything. What's their name? They got a recovery room. It's What's out- the name? Maestro's, Maestro's Classic. Hey, money's up front. I'll put, put you, you on the Maestro's. You, you, sure? you forgot the way I brought you? You forgot where I brought you oh, up there? Oh, man. You forgot, you forgot about Ghost? All right, all right. Who is, what's his name? Ghost. You know who he cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Yo, make sure you get your Maestro's Classic Bed Care products yes. today at Target, CVS, mm-hmm. or go on maestrosclassic.com and use the promo code QUEENSFLIP to get 10% off. 10%? That's it? I thought, Ten- you, I thought it was free if you put your... Are you crazy? All right, I get it. Make sure you go there today. Log on. Maestro's with an S.com. I'm from Queens. G-Money! Yo. What's up, man? What's good? What's good? Not always then when you call, but you're always on time, huh? Part of my tardiness, man. You know, you know I'm baby Dawson's, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. How you doing, He was man? trying to stay up all night tonight, you know what I'm yeah, saying? good father, good father, man. You know, I'm proud of you. What's up with you, though? You all right? I feel good. You kind of cold aid today a little bit with the... Yeah, you know, before you got here, I was I was interrogated. I was I was I was pressed. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people in the building. Oh man, yeah, I ain't like it. I ain't like it. I'm talking my shit when I get the cameras on. Uh I waited. I I baited them. Baited Baited them. Okay. Okay. That's a lot of shit to talk about. I bet. Yeah, yeah. How you? But you good though? I'm good though, man. Shout to um. It's it's, it's that time of the. Oh, shout to the shout to good people that I pray Cloverline. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, the homie came through this weekend, met up with me. Got me got me situated one time. So you know, gotta let them know what's going on over here. You feel me? Um, Shout out to the homies. Did you get compensated? You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the homies from uh, Kingdom Bourne, my man Aubrey, one time, on the hat. You know? You know, that's what's wrong with niggas. You know, they make <laughs> money without you. Yeah, yeah congratulations. Congratulations. No, I'm just saying, you know, people always ask me, yo, what's, what's Queen's flip size? I'm like, yo, he don't, you know, he don't really do that type of stuff. I don't stuff. wear niggas shit. Yeah. I, 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 got some, I got a sweater that I like. You know what? You talk a shit, I'm going to put it on. Go ahead. Uh, not yet. Go ahead. Do your thing. I'm just saying. No, oh, oh, yeah. You know? You pass that sweater, man. You pass that sweater, man. Pass that sweater, man. Fuck that. That nigga showing off. That's my sweater. I'm throwing this shit off. Nah, you say nah, you don't, nah, nah, nah. Fuck that. You don't like doing those type of things, yeah, man. Yeah, but you can't I like to show. You got paid and shit. Nah. I like to show love, man. That's all. I'm showing love to the people, man. Shout out to the homies that I pray. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah, shout out to my niggas. What, what, what you got? I don't, don't want to show them yet. What, what you got going on over here, man? Shout out to my niggas here. Man. <laughs> shout out to my niggas. Hold on. What you got going on over here? Yeah, Let's see what's up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's a good shirt yeah, for today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Don't talk to me now, nigga. You should have for sure had that on today, on a walk-in. Yeah, yeah well, well. You should have, for, for today, well, you know. You know me, I, I dress for the occasion, man. You should have wore that for the occasion today. You know what I'm saying? The guests we got today, you should have had that on the walk-in. Facts, facts. You, know you look good, though, man. Good to see you, you, man. You, I'm excited about this next interview. Yes. Um, You know, we've been doing real good, G, man. You know, it's just, it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing where things are going for Flip the Script. And, um, you know, we're just trying to be peaceful and respectful, man. Of course. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, they get, you know, get upset. They get aggravated. But mm-hmm. we're not the judge, the jury. We're just messengers. How mm-hmm. do you feel about that? I got pressed again today about some shows. But we ain't getting to all that. You know what I'm saying? You got pressed again today? Yeah. <laughs> pe- pe- people don't like some of the, the, you know, some of the things that the guests are saying up here. But it's, it's not us. It's the guests. One you of them know? niggas slipped through the crowd. I'm just telling them. A nigga slipped through the cracks. He slipped right through the fucking cracks. I don't know how he got here. It's the guests, bro. But G Money. Yo. Episode motherfucking 119. Nigga, we made it. We got a special guest. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, I didn't talking a lot see. of oh. shit. Here we go. Don Diva's own. Mm-hmm. Round of applause one more time for my man Kevin Childs. What's up, man? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up? You won't be smooth. Oh, don't, don't <laughs> so, do that. You talked a lot of shit earlier. Okay, I'm going to keep talking. It. Okay, mm. can you introduce the comrade here, please? Introduce him. Introduce himself. That's oh. Faye. 
It's fade back. Fade back. You know. You know who I am, Flip. I know you are because you threw paperwork on the stage and it hit me in the head. <laughs> so I'm upset about that. Still upset about that. What's your relationship to, to, uh, to Kev? You know, he's like a mentor, big homie. Okay. You know I'm saying we work together with Don Diva. That's dope. Yeah. How you doing, man? How y'all both doing? How you doing? Great, fantastic. You doing fantastic? Absolutely. Uh, I appreciate you was here. You was here extra early. I appreciate. I'm always you. on time. You can count on me. I'm always on time. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, welcome to Flip the Script, man. Thank you for you having know, me. You um, know, been talking to a lot of people behind the scenes. You know, today it's a lot of shit going on, but I, I just hope you're ready. You know, because what? Just hope you're ready. You know, because people had a lot of confidence in what's going on, and you know, your man, you know, pressing me behind the scenes, asking what? me questions. Yeah, yeah. I just hope which you're one? Ready. Which one? Not my man, Party Artie. Not my nah, man. Nah, 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 my man, my man, Barry White in the back. Barry, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch that nigga. Nigga's very dangerous. He's a slick guy. Yeah, yeah he's a slick guy. <laughs> nah, but welcome, man. Welcome, man, welcome. welcome. So you know, uh, take us on a Kevin Child's journey, man. Take us back, you know, uh, way back, back in the days. You know, what I'm saying, where you from? Um, the Bronx originally, Bronx? yeah. A part mean, of the Bronx, even, uh, High Bridge, uh, probably up until the great, the age of about fourteen, and then I moved to Soundview. Okay, yeah. But my earlier years, I was I was in High Bridge. High Bridge, the same area, a boogie in them. Yeah, right same. there, the same exact same area. Yeah. So, what kind of kid were you growing up? Regular kind of kid, you know, doing shit the regular kids did. Um, Playing sports. Yeah, sports. Yeah, you know, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. What was you the know, household like? Um, uh, what, two-parent household. Um, you know, my mother was the primary uh, source of income. You know, mm -hmm. my father struggled a little bit due to uh, the climate back then, you know. It was right a little, here. like, like if, if anybody's knows uh, Good Times, J.J. Evans, that, that kind of situation, it's like, you know, he did construction. You mm -hmm. know, um, it, that wasn't frequent. So, you know, for the most part, my mother carried the load. But uh, strong pops. Is that something we doing, y'all? Nah, that's him, man. We just heard mm -hmm. your phone. Stop it, man. That's you, man. <laughs> Word up, Flip. That's not me. Who? That, the, the camera did it, nigga? <laughs> the camera talking to yeah. us? Camera yeah, can do that. It's your phone. Yo, my dude. That's not we just phone. caught him. Yeah, yeah, man. We just <laughs> caught you, man. Yeah. yeah. But um, like I said, typical, typical household. I mean, we grew up, um, you know, struggling. Mm. But, you know, at the time, you know, I didn't realize that we were struggling. Um, nah, that's my else phone. That is your phone. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, you know, so uh, you know, we grew up a little tough, mm. you know, but uh, so because because real quick, pardon me, G, because uh, construction was, was it was just one of those things that if like if you worked on a site, it might last for two months, then it might not be no work for another three months. You know mm. what I mean? So the work was inconsistent. It ain't like it was now. Like, I guess, you know, people get on jobs, they're a lot longer. Back then, the building was a little smaller, tenements, you know, so it might be smaller jobs. They might work, I said, like, you know, two months, and then they may not work another three months. Mm. But my mother consistently worked. Mm. What was the vibe like in Highbridge back back then? You know, a lot of people know about Highbridge now, you know what I'm saying? Um, but kind of paint the picture of what, like, went on outside of Highbridge, like, what, what, what kind of things were going um, on? A lot, a lot of basketball legends come out of Highbridge, so that mm. was the primary thing that we did up in the Bronx. You know what I'm saying? It, you know, you get to figure. It didn't cost a lot to play basketball. All you needed was a basketball. Of course. You know? Yeah. So, um, great players came out of Highbridge. You know, um, very competitive. Uh, Walter Berry, Master Rob, Troy Truesdale, um, Cornbread. A uh, lot, a lot, a lot of like I said, you know, Division One basketball players, and even some of them went on to the league. Right. So that was really what the the primary thing was. You know, every day, sun up to sundown. You know, I play ball. Mm -hmm. We all play ball. You know, yeah. So that was really what it was. 
So in school, you were a good kid in school. Yeah, school was, was never good. A problem. Just, yeah, school was never an issue for me. You weren't part of no gangs, or anything like that. You weren't yeah, part of no. Wasn't none of that going on back then. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. none of that. So, you're a child, mm-hmm. kid. When do you do you you moved from? Where did you? In the interview, I heard that you lived somewhere else before you moved to the Bronx. Uh, well, actually, I lived in Asheville up until the age of three. Then we migrated to Manhattan, Harlem. Where's Asheville? Asheville, North Carolina. Say North Carolina, please. Okay, you got it. Asheville, NC. Okay, okay. And, you know, you moved to Harlem. Right, 112th Street and 8th Avenue. Then you went to the Bronx. Yeah. Then we migrated to the Bronx. So, good kid getting grades. You know, tell us, you know, what made you be a part of the fast life or when did you get the first glimpse of the fast life? Um, I probably was about 10 or 12. You know, again, like I said, I used to see my mother struggling. She would send me to the store, you know, and that, and, on, and get stuff on credit. You know, so I, I seen the stress and the agony that was, you know, in my mother's eyes. Like, I seen, like, you know, the hardships because, you know, she would say, go to the store. Back then, like, the neighborhoods were set up. There was neighborhoods back then. Mm-hmm. So the community had credit at the, at, it's not, I guess it's, it's what we would consider bodega now. But back then, it was just a local store. You know, she would go there and say, you know, go tell Jose you know, that um, I'll pay him when I get paid and, you know, that kind of thing. So a lot of that was going on, you know what I'm saying? So at the age of, like, 10, 12, I used wow. to pack bags, you know, um, sell newspapers, you know, all of those kind of things to make little extra money, you know, to, to sort of, like, assist my mother around the house. So, you know, that that was some of my earlier hustles, packing bags, uh, um, like I said, selling newspapers, just little neighborhood stuff, helping people up and down the stairs with their groceries, you know, regular shit. Hmm. And your father, he just he tried his best, or he was just no. Nah, like it, I said, um, did it change your view on your father? Nah, let me tell you something. The the, the one thing about my father, he was a, a very dominant figure, mm-hmm. and 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 the takeaway that I got from my father, because my father was like a brolic kind of dude, you know what I mean? Like you know, six two, in great shape, another basketball player, very disciplined, you know, like that kind of thing. So you know, we we knew we couldn't step out of line. Like so, he was there as a disciplinarian and sort of kept us in check, me and my brother, because we. It was just me and my brother, my younger brother. Um, but like I said, work was a little bit difficult back then, you know, from my recollection. Like, I just remember, like I said, him working sometime and not not, not all the time. Mm. So, mm. At, so so at, at that age, what did you really want to get? You know, because you're kind of young, you know, like, what, do, what what were you trying to buy at that age that, that, that made you want to um, give you extra money? I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think it was so much as me wanting to buy things. It, it was. At some point, as my hustles evolved and mm. I started making more money, then I started clothing myself. You know, right. and this is probably around the age of twelve. You know, because again, you know, I remember having holes in my sneakers. Mm. You know, I remember having holes in my socks. I remember actually putting cardboard in the bottom of my sneakers. Wow. Mm. So I remember that, and it, and, it, and it was for no reason. I remember when my mother would say when she get paid at a certain time that I would get sneakers, and you know, and I, and, and but you could see there was a hardship, mm-hmm. and, I, and I've very, I've very been always been very hyperintuitive. So I was feeling her energy early on, and it just sort of made me just get out the house and just start doing whatever I could to, you know, right. to, to lighten the load. Did you get bullied for those, those type of things in, in school? Nah, nah, I wasn't the only one with holes and stuff. I mean, oh, that was the, that's what the neighborhood felt like. It right, wasn't right. just so that's why it didn't seem like it, it didn't stand out to me. I didn't I didn't feel like I was the only kid like that. It was just what my neighborhood called for. You know, everybody was living check to check, right, and just getting by. So you know, I, I didn't I didn't realize it was an issue. What was your first glimpse? Of, you know, I mean, you were hustling, selling bags, and doing what you were doing. But what was your first? When did you get involved with the streets? The streets. Um, 
that was a progression. Because from, I lived, like I said, in Highbridge, Yankee Stadium was like a stone throw from where I lived. Mm-hmm. You know, I could almost see Yankee Stadium from where I lived. Mm-hmm. So as I got a little older and started being able to move around a little bit, I started going down to Yankee Stadium. I started scalping tickets. You know, a lot of the guys from the Bronx and, and from that area, that was one of the things that we did. They sold souvenirs or they scalped tickets. And some of my dudes, you know, they was down there picking pockets, you know, whatever, you know, like the little rascals and shit, you know what I mean? Whatever way you can come up on a few dollars, that's that's what we was doing. Mm-hmm. So I did a combination of a bunch of stuff. You know, I sold, I sold candy in the courthouse. You know, there's a thing called Bronx Terminal Market up in the Bronx at one time where you can go in and buy a box of candy for maybe $25 and you could double, triple your money. And I would go to the courthouse, skip school, go to the courthouse and sell candy to the people who was there for uh, doing jury duty. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'd take $25 and I'd make $75. So as, as I got older, my hustles just progressed. So I didn't start doing nothing illegal to probably high school when I started selling weed. Mm. When that, when that, the, 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 I'm looking at, I want to see his whole face. So the, the, the whole stand, no, no, yeah, the stand got to go back like that. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. And you started selling weed in high school. Yeah. Uh, where you got your first pack from? A pack? <laughs> what, 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 what? what, what? What is it called? <laughs> Something different? Back oh, well, in the day? well, well, yeah, well, I don't think I don't, think, I don't think we was ever pack. So now you want to correct me as far as I mean, if we're gonna etiquette. do it. I, I deal with facts. All right, cool. That. When you mm. got your first ounce? Well, no, it wasn't even ounce. What, what, of course back it wasn't. then, back it. then, back then, uh, it was some Jamaicans in my neighborhood, and they used to sell weed through like a, a spot. So what you would do is, you would take buy maybe a twenty dollar bag, and they would, and you would make joints. So if you bought. Twenty dollars, then you'll end up rolling them and make forty. So when we talking about high school, so people buying joints back then. So I would take a twenty dollar bag of weed, and you make as many joints as you can make, and and that was like you know a little funny little hit, a, a flip, flip. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so you're doing that, but right. then so when is it? When is the transition of you driving your uncle around? Um, a little bit about my uncle. My uncle and my aunt. He was getting money. My uncle was. Right? Well, why you don't say his name? Because you didn't say his name before. Can we know his name? His name is Glenn. Kid. Kid is his name. Kid, okay. Right, Kid is his name. Yeah, his name is Kid. And he got that nickname because when he was young, running around in the streets, the older hustlers, he was a young guy himself. So that was a nickname that was given to him. But in any event, my uncle Kid, um, he was getting money um, back then. And I would visit his house on the weekends. So for me, that was like a reprieve from getting out the Bronx. Because, you know, when I went to his house, they had pools. And he lived on a golf course. So he had pools. He had video games, pool tables. He had all this amazing shit in his house. You know what I mean? So I always wanted to never go home. Because going to that was like a vacation or resort. Then when I went back to, to where I lived, it was always like whatever. So what was his house at? Um, his first house was down in Willenboro. Uh, and that was the one that was on a golf course. And some years later, he ended up having a house up in West Orange. Jersey. Yeah, in Jersey. So, and you didn't want to leave. What kid would want to leave? Who knows? So, <laughs> uncle got a nice house, pool, and everything. You want to leave, but then, did you at that time? Did you know he was getting money? Um, I think I knew. Yeah, I was. I was. I was. I mean, from you know, I've I've always seen him doing well. I always seen them doing well. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I knew what was going on. I'm a nope. kid. At the first, early, early on, I'm a kid. As I get to high school, I clearly know what he's doing. I mean, I don't know his operation, but I know what he's doing. I mean, I'm not a part of his operation. You know, I just know he's getting money. It's pretty obvious. So you didn't think that he had a, like a nice job? You, you, you didn't think as a kid that he just had a nice, really, really, really good job, paying um, job? 
I don't know. I don't know what allowed me to know that he was hustling. Like you mm -hmm. know, I mean, maybe the fact that he didn't have nowhere to go during the days. Like I mean, it, 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 gotcha. by the time you're 13, 14 years old, you're from the hood. You, you can sort of identify somebody getting money a certain mm -hmm. kind of way. You know what I mean? Like he didn't spell it out to me. He didn't come downstairs one day and say I'm a drug dealer. No, that ain't how it went. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But what did your aunt do? You said your uncle and aunt. Yeah. Well, my aunt was my aunt, so that's my 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 mother's sister. So that was her husband. Got it. So you know, so my relationship is really directly to with her, mm -hmm. but that just how happened to be her husband. So then you know he hustling, you mm -hmm. found out miraculously because you were very observant. I can see you observant, congratulations. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you found out he's hustling. Right. What's the conversation with Uncle Kid? Um, I was never down with my uncle. I was just a really responsible kid. Mm -hmm. Like you heard all those kind of things. Okay. So I've always been like a really responsible kid. So. Uh, when my aunt would come get me and do household chores, she might need something put together, some fix, you know, that kind of thing. So I just started doing these kind of things. And at some point, people, intuitive people take notice to to to, to people who are doing certain things. So, you know, he would we would hang out. He would, he would go shopping or he would go on runs and I just would be just sort, sort of hanging out with him. And this is early on, this is like ninth grade. By the time that I got to like 12th grade, you know, it was clear what he was doing because I started doing my own thing and my hustle started evolving, you know. Um, the thing with my uncle is my my uncle never had a conversation with me about drugs. Like he never said, "This is what you do. This is how you do it." And as a matter of fact, the first time I asked him for drugs, he sort of shot me down. He's like, you know, basically, I'm not gonna give you nothing because at the end of the day, if something happened to you, it's on him. Yeah. It's on me, and I don't want your mother upset with me or my or my wife. But I was persistent, and he could see at some point that I was ultimately gonna do whatever it is that I wanted to do. But when you say your your hustle started evolving, so you went from weed to what? Um, In high to coke. And, and, and yeah, so at some point, by the time I was in 12th grade, I asked him, could I buy some coke from him? And he sort of like spun me and like, you know, he wouldn't do it, he wouldn't do it, but I stayed persistent. So at some point he finally gave in because he's seen that, you know. Responsibility. I, right, I probably would rather give it to him to, to go out there and get it from somebody else because maybe I can control it a little bit, I guess, maybe what he thought, you know, I don't know. And where were you selling it at? Um, I lived on, like I said, I lived on Ogden Avenue. And uh, back then, Coke wasn't sold on the block. Like, people who, who, who were sniffing Coke back then, um, let me back up a little bit. Hanging around him, everybody sniffed Coke and, and sniffed dope, you know, so I saw these things. Like, this was, like, openly. People openly used drugs back then. Like, when I was hanging out with him, and by the time I was, like, in 12th grade and I was riding around with him, we would stop at the different bars because he was a hustler. So he would go meet the different people that he was meeting. Mm -hmm. And when you went into these bars, you would walk in and, and you would see them openly you using drugs. It's not you know, it wasn't it wasn't taboo back then. Mm. You know, it was a social drug. Getting using coke, sniffing coke, you know, all the bars, you know, the Seville, the Oasis, you know, and, and I was just a passenger throughout all of this, you know what I mean? And my my uncle got high as well. It was it was what they did they did. It was a casual drug back then. So it made that conversation with me more a little bit more comfortable because it wasn't like like he was hiding it from me, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when he finally did give me something, I sort of went off into my own thing. Mm. And I had, you know, I had customers back then. Back then, you would uh, package it in something called pyramid papers. You know what I mean? And a gram was a hundred dollars, and a half a gram was fifty dollars, and that kind of thing. So you would just package it that way. And you had customers, and most times I sold stuff to people. They would pay you on consignment because you know they would you would give them something, and then when they got paid, you know you would you would go and collect your money. So it, but at the time you got to figure I'm in high school, and I'm probably making a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars a week people paying me every other week or whatever, and that was sort of what it was. Mm. So, 
You're driving your uncle to that, that's when, yeah, it's like, right. By the time I'm 12th grade, I'm doing yeah, that. Yeah, you're driving him around. So he gave right. you the car, you're driving around. He had a BMW, correct? He had a bunch of cars. Yeah, but you said BMW on the interview. Well, okay, he had a bunch of cars. What's the other cars he had now? Now I want to know he, that. He had, he had a Saab, mm-hmm. he had a BMW. Oh. Um, uh, what else did he have back then? Audi. He had a bunch of cars. Which one did you frequent? Which one did you? Whatever car he was driving is, is the one that, that you know I drove. So now you're driving him around. What is the conversations between you guys? Like he know what you're doing, and you also said that he's using his own product as well. Right. I mean, because you know, current day, I don't know how it was back then. Mm. You know, you when you you can't use, you're not supposed to use your own product because you're in the fuck. Yeah, but up. you know what? Um, um, if you ever go back and, and and for your audience, if they ever go back and like look at uh, Superfly or or, or, or any of those gangster movies, those black exploitation movies, that that's just what it was. You know, they was they, they dressed really fly. Everybody got high, like I said. So it wasn't like, yeah, it's taboo today, but that's not what it was then. Everybody got high, you know, when they was uh, partying, or just socially, that's just what they did. So, yeah. And didn't fuck up their package? He was getting a lot of money. Oh. So that little bit of shit he was doing didn't, didn't put a dent in the kind of money he was getting. So, uncle driving around, well, the reason why I end up actually driving for him, just so you know, is because he was getting high, and a lot of times he would, he would, he would, right. So this is how, again, me being efficient and competent, I, I made a, I made a place in his life. You know, I made myself a valuable commodity. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was like a soldier. Like I seen where there was a void, and I filled that void. So mm-hmm. if he was getting high or if he was falling, off, I would I would make it. So at some point, he seen the. The convenience, like man, you know, my nephew drive me. He run and take care of his business. I sit in the car, wait for him to come down or whatever. You know, sometimes he didn't come down all goddamn night, and I'd be sitting in the car all night. Wow. But but that's what I did, and I ain't never complained about it because you know he would throw me five hundred, you know, and I'm like, you know, again, mind you, I'm in high school, so between the money I'm making and the money he giving me, you know, I'm At taking that care time of my, too. That that money right. is definitely way more. Yeah, than, I'm taking care of my family. Know. I'm taking care of my, you know. Let me ask you a question. So at that time. It's just cold. What's the drugs in play at that time? Heroin was the drug he sold. Okay. Coke was what they just used as almost like a party drug. But the, but his primary source of income was was heroin. And crack wasn't in not yet. yet. Not yet. Okay. Why use high school? So then, what, what's the transition, man? Because I I know that by doing it, by focusing on the interview, you met a guy named your uh, your uncle's That's lieutenant later. nephew. That's later. Yeah. All right. So I'm rushing. Right. That's fine. No, nah, I don't want to rush. I don't want to rush because, you know, you're driving around, chauffeuring, you're laying down downstairs. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got the car. Right. And then... At some point, at some point, I started living with my uncle and my aunt. I had a situation in my house because I was moving a little bit, a little crazy. So me and my father, you know, we bumped heads and I had an issue. So I ended up moving out of my house. My uncle had a bunch of real estate all throughout the Bronx, Manhattan, and he had a delicatessen up in the Bronx that was like a... a not even a delicatessen, he owned a building. So the building had a delicatessen, and next door to it, it was a real estate office, and then there was like several apartments upstairs. So um, I ended up moving and staying at the uh, in the delicatessen, but I was running the delicatessen for my aunt because it was like a 24-hour kind of thing. So she would come at some point, and then I would run it at a certain time. Then when she showed up, you know, whatever. So I ended up moving. I ended up moving to the delicatessen, and I, so then I'm around my uncle pretty much every day now. But I'm doing my own thing. So as I'm doing my own thing, and I graduate out of high school. And I'm in the Bronx. This is when crack starts coming in. You know, so that was the introduction to crack after I graduated out of high school. So now I'm up in the Bronx. I'm on 165th Street, Nelson Avenue, and I'm going hand to hand selling crack. 
and still coke, but I'm transitioning because the crack is coming faster. And we heard that you care to tell us how the lady showed you how to make crack. How did you get into that? How did you? Then somebody you had somebody make it for you, correct? Yeah. When I first when I first when I first made the transition, mm-hmm. I spoke to him and asked him, did he know anything about it? it the, the drug was relatively new at the time, and that wasn't his thing. Like he's never had no, you know, like that shit didn't. Like he wasn't interested in any of that. Like that mm-hmm. just like he was making so much money selling heroin. Let me let me back up a little bit to explain to you the difference between crack and heroin. Heroin. Back then, you can get a key of heroin, and it and if if it was what it was. And, and 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 only old old timers can tell you this, you know what I mean? Like you can maybe put a, a twenty on it. So that means you could take one key of heroin and it'll turn to twenty keys. You understand? It all depends on who you was getting it from. So that's how back then old time used to go buy samples like of the drug. Like when they wanted a cop from the Italians, like my uncle cop from Italians. So he would get a sample and then what he would do is with that sample he would go and cut it. And they'll tell him, they say like it could take a twenty. And you'll go cut it on a 20, then you put samples out on the street, and then you'll see what it came back. They come back and say, it's a seven, it's an eight, it's a nine. You you know, anything uh, eight and above, you know, you had you had, you had had a good package. Mm. So he never had no no interest whatsoever in coke other than for leisure, and crack was like, this is some dumbass shit to him. <laughs> but you can understand the magnitude of the kind of money he was getting. Not just him, you go back to Nicky Barnes, Guy Fisher, they was getting a different kind of money. You know, crack was some other shit, but you know, for me, it's what was selling, and it was what was 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 of the time. So, um, and heroin was sort sort of starting to phase out a little bit. So when I went to him talking to him something about some crack, he was like, "I have no idea, you know, like you know whatever." But I know this woman, so he actually introduced me to a woman because when I first tried it myself, and I put the shit in some water because somebody told me how you did it, the shit just disappeared. Like you know, just I just put it in the pot, and it just it just like <laughs> the shit just disappeared. So I didn't know what I was doing. So but you I wasted had, a bunch of. Well, at the time, it was early on, mm. and I had heard somebody who said they knew how to do it and told me how to do it, and they made it sound easy. So I attempted to do it on my own. Right, right. You know, that was a disaster. So how much did you lose that for, for that? Probably a couple of grams. Okay. You know what I mean? Because I was just trying to do it, and it just didn't work. So after that, I, I had consulted with him, and he had introduced me to a woman. Mm. So at some point, I started dealing with this woman and paying her to do it for me until I watched enough, and then I got it. So at, 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 at what point did he get comfortable with uh, the idea of you you know, really being out in the street and really... And really... Oh, at, at, at that point, I was already gone. Like, when I started doing my own thing, because I end up I end up outgrowing him because he was doing it as a favor for me. Right. But he just really had no interest in it. So if I would call him and I want to cop, he'd be like, you know, I'll see you later. But later never came, you know what I'm saying? Because he was, like, his money was just so where it was that he had no interest in this shit whatsoever. So at some point, I had to end up getting out, getting around him and that's what I did. So when I got around him and I actually got another connect and I'm hustling up in the Bronx, we're seeing each other in passing because I'm mm-hmm. doing my thing, but we still I'm still at I'm still living in the restaurant right. which had an apartment attached to it in the back. So it's not the restaurant, but there was, you know, like I said, several apartments. And in the back of the restaurant was another apartment where I stayed in the back. So at some point when I got my own thing and my thing started happening, I just started making money. He looked up maybe a couple of months later, and I, I went to him, and I wanted to buy one of his cars. That's when mm-hmm. I guess he knew, well, damn, this kid done figured something out because wow. he thought I was bullshitting, and I wanted to buy the Audi from him. And Because um, I had already bought, I, I already had my first car, which was a Delta 88. But, you know, I had that for maybe four or five months. But this crack thing started moving a certain kind of way, and then I went to him and said I wanted to buy the car from him. 
So he said, yeah, you can buy it, you know, and he told me like maybe 9,000, 10,000 or something for the car or whatever, and um, I gave him the money cash. Hmm. He gave me the car. It was just probably one of the, least, the lesser cars that he had. But I took the car, because this is during the time when uh, people was putting kits and all that shit on the car, so he had the car pretty regular. <clears throat> Next thing he know, he see the car, he like, well, goddamn, you didn't take care of this car when it was mine, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> yeah, it's mine now, this is my car, I'm taking a certain kind of pride in it, it's probably a year old, so that was like my first luxury car. But I went and put rims and you know all of that kind of shit that you had back there on the car, you know, and, that, and that's that's when he realized that I was starting to take off. But again, that still was funny money to him. When you were younger, who was getting money back in the days? Who was the names? You know what I'm saying? When? What what time period? When you were young, uh, but when was Nicky Barnes and them getting money? Was during it? the time of my uncle? During the time of your uncle, yeah. so your uncle was known. Yes. So Nicky Barnes was getting money. Who was the players back then? Um, well, I wouldn't know to give you, you know, because that. That wasn't, but you're Don Diva, you should know because you do research. Yeah, well, you asking me, you want me to uh, uh, embellish, like just to say something for the sake of saying I'm Don Diva. Fun, even even fun, when fun. I even with me being Don Diva, I've done stories with Guy, uh, Ogbog, and some of the older guys. So I would be telling you something that they said to me, but I couldn't say I knew it firsthand. Respect. You understand? Understood. So I can throw names around, but I wouldn't have known that. I only know because I have reported on these individuals. Okay, so you don't know anybody else. You didn't see anybody else moving. Well, I knew time. my uncle's crew and the guys that he mm -hmm. dealt with, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you didn't know anything about Nicky Barnes then? Um, of course I did. Everybody did. If you're from Harlem Because or... he was on the newspaper. Well, know. no, because he was in the street. Guy Fisher was in the street. Nicky Barnes mm -hmm. was in the street. So you heard of these individuals, but, you know, and, and you, you, you you heard of them, but I didn't have any interaction with them. I may have seen them in a bar that I went in with my uncle or so on and so forth, but I didn't have a direct... Uh, what about Frank Lucas? I, I honestly, I heard about Frank Lucas when they did a report on him. I was actually incarcerated at the time, and they did some kind of interview on him, and it, and, and I read it when I was in jail, but I hadn't heard of Frank Lucas' name when I was in the street. Why are you laughing? <laughs> yo, yo, chill out, man. Yo. <laughs> what you want me to tell you, man? I'm trying to tell you something. <laughs> Why you said it like that, man? Because I didn't hear the dude. Like, but you I did didn't... your research. Did you not? Did it not come into your mind? Like, oh, man, I may have saw him. You know what I'm saying? So, no, I never heard of Frank Lucas until I was incarcerated, and I read a story on him. So let me ask you a question, your personal opinion. This mm -hmm. is personal opinion. Go ahead. Where do you think that he came from then? Do you think that he's... Oh, no, I know he existed. I'm just saying I never heard of him. I heard of Nicky Barnes. Mm -hmm. I heard of Guy Fisher. I had never heard of Frank Lucas until I was arrested sometime, some years in the 90s, that they did an article on him, and I, that was the first time I knew who he was. And his story checked out, though? It's because they obviously did an article on him. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it did, yeah. But I never heard of him. Respect. Back to your uncle. So you bought the you bought the uh, Audi from him, mm -hmm. fixed it up, put a kit on it. No, it wasn't, I didn't need fixing up. It was a brand new car. You added a kit to it? Yeah, because that's what we were doing. I appreciate you correcting me. I um, have to, to make sure it's told right. Thank I, you. I told you I, I talk from facts. <laughs> I appreciate but you know, coming in a little hostile. No, let's no, let's, let's, I'm let's not be hostile, easy. I'm dude. I appreciate it. Okay. okay, so you added a kit to it. It was a brand new car. Right, brand new you car. You added a kit to it. Right. Now, where do we go from there? So um, kit. I'm selling crack I'm on Ogden Avenue. Mm -hmm. My uncle kid had a lieutenant named Uncle Norman. Well, I end up calling my uncle because they were so close. And Uncle Norman actually lived in one of the apartments above the delicatessen. Mm -hmm. So we get really cool, you know. And at some point, I'm doing what I'm doing. And um, in one of, in one of our endeavors downtown hanging out, even with my uncle or my Uncle Norman, which is not my real uncle, but just because of how close they was, I just, you know, I started calling him Uncle Norman. Mm -hmm. He introduced me 
to a guy, which was his nephew, named Nappy Red. So after I met Nappy Red and we got to talking, Nappy Red was hustling in a crack spot on 136th Street uh, between Lenox and 7th. And he was like uh, one of the managers there. And um, when I met Nappy Red, you know, I, 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 you know, I, he was doing his thing. You could see he was a young dude like myself, but he was getting money. You know what I'm saying? But he was working for somebody, and he was maybe getting paid two thousand dollars, fifteen hundred a week, working in the spot. You know, twelve hour shifts. And you end up, you and him end up doing business together, right? As we got cool, as we got cool, I used to come downtown on my own at this point because again, I'm right across the bridge. You know, from 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 Ogden to 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 Hunt Thirty Fifth Street is ten minutes. But I seen what they was doing downtown. When I came downtown and I met him and he took me to the spot, I seen like lines up the block. I had never seen nothing like that. You know, what I was doing in the Bronx was like popcorn shit compared to what was going on here. You know, I'm going hand in hand in the Bronx myself, me and two other guys, and we just sort out in the block hustling. But when I went downtown, I seen like lines in the spot that he worked. I'm looking at this shit. I'm like, I never seen nothing like this before. So when I'm talking to him and we getting cool, we first started like he had a dude named Sneaker Man who who, who used to just come who boosted and stole all the time and and I was just really going downtown copping clothes and sneakers from him and I would tell cause we wore the same size so I said when dude come through whatever he got buy it all you know whatever you don't take you know I want so I would just come down there all the time just buying all the clothes buying all the clothes and as we got closer you know we started talking and then at one point I had a conversation cause he seen me doing my own thing and, and part of the conversation was like yo I see what y'all doing you know this that and the third you know what do you think about us putting our own work through here. I suggested that. I guess when I made it make sense to him, and I you know, I went back, I thought about it, and I actually went and packaged the things that look exactly like, because back then you went to uh, what was called like smoke shops. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was in bottles, and different color caps as you see, you know, whatever. Anyway, I went and, and, and took some work, and I packaged it just like that, and I went to him and had a conversation. I'm saying, listen, this shit making about $20,000, $30,000 a shift. If we put a few thousand dollars to, you know, like, would anybody even notice it or, or, you know, would anybody even care, you know, whatever. And he was already getting paid like a thousand dollars or whatever, fifteen hundred dollars or whatever it was a week. But I did a 60-40 split with him. So you got to figure, if he put one thousand dollars worth of crack that I gave him, he made six hundred dollars that one day. You know what I mean? So we started out doing that kind of thing. Now, if you do that five times a week, you do the math. Hmm. Okay? I'm listening. So at some point, it got good to him. So instead of putting a thousand a day, we started putting two thousand. And then we started putting three thousand. So that means he's making eighteen hundred in one day. You know? Yeah. And next thing you know, this is what happens. Yeah. So we, we started doing this. Like that kind of talk right there. Yeah, we started doing this like every day for for I don't know, maybe four or five months. You know, Red got a little crazy, I think, because next thing I know, Red had like three cars. Mm-hmm. All red. That's why they called him Red too. Part of it was because, you know, he had that blonde red kind of hair but every car he bought was red so he bought a red Supra he bought a red uh, 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 Jetta you know all of them were systems just out of third. so at some point somebody figured out something you know we kids we a little stupid because we should have been like a little bit inconspicuous but you know you kids we 19 we 20 years old we don't know no better but before that no one noticed that it was extra work being being sold in there the spot was doing probably 60 50 60 thousand dollars a day so that, that little that little bit didn't really not a little bit but that yeah you know what I mean? You never talk about your connect. How did you end up getting there? Who who was your connect? I never talk about my connect. I never heard. I, I, like I told yeah, you, I why you think you never heard that? Because you're not supposed to. There you go. 
Is he still around? I'm saying he's Dominican. He probably in Dominican Republic. I don't know where he at now. I've been out the business a little while, but you know. So you think he's still around? I don't know what he is. I don't. I don't. I don't have. But by no... your response, meaning that he may be still around. Well, if he ain't around, it's not because of me. Oh, oh. So you... I, I left them intact. All right. So you don't have to say his name, but where did you meet him? Um. Well, I met a bunch of dudes throughout hustling. Part of how I met dudes, you dressed apart. Okay, I'm driving a brand new car, my chain swinging, you know, hmm. I'm in certain places. And back then, they would literally run up on you. Wow. Be like, you know, saying whatever. Hey, listen, you know, you know, how much you pay? You know, how how, how much? How much you pay? And hmm. I say, you know, I say, well, how much you charge me? You know, whatever. So I have met connects just like that, just wow. driving around. You're driving around, I'm driving around in an expensive car. Again, you you know, we kids. So it was very noticeable what we were doing. It was it wasn't it wasn't I wasn't being inconspicuous. I was I was being loud intentionally. Um and I met Connects like that. I've been introduced to Connects, but you know, that that's one of the ways I met some of my Connects, or one or two of them anyway. You didn't deal with like people like Fritz or any of them. That's later on. That's later on. Okay. Hmm. Let me slow down again. Um but you had a Dominican Connect, I heard, you know, Dominican. Right. Yeah. And that Colombian too. Colombia oh, okay. You don't have to show off. I just you asked me a question, man. Nah, but what you're doing? That's a little cocky because you know no, Colombians have good, facts. good work. So you try to say you had the, the best. The truth work. ain't cocky. It's facts. These are facts. You speak with double entendres, so you try to say that you know that you had the best work. Basically, I take it like that. I think that deep. You see what I'm saying? So you got to be careful what you say to me. Okay. I'm deep. I'm 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 thinking deep now. Like you try to say you had the best work, so then um, we go somewhere else. I had the best work. That that's you know with crack. To some degree, that's true. It's more, it's it's more, it's more true with Heron, mm. you know what I'm saying, than crack. Mm. Crack is sort of crack, and and, and don't get me wrong, there, there's there's better work, but for the most part, if you told how, you you was able to tell how good crack was when you cooked it and it came back a certain kind of way. Like mm. if you put a hundred grams in and it came back a hundred grams or more, then you knew it wasn't cut with too much of a substance. So that's sort of how you was able to determine crack being good but with Heron like I told you there's a zero to ten kind of thing mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying so I'm not gonna say I had the best work C can you can you and I know that um we did to the kids out there to the people out there we in no way promoting this but absolutely we're not we're not you know what I'm mean? talking we talk, first of all my disclaimer is you ask me questions and I'm telling you what happened as a 19 year old I'm Respect. obviously a grown man now Understood. and I can look back on that and I could see where you know some of the things or most of the things I did probably wasn't 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 righteous Understood. but I'm a 19 year old kid you know I'm out the Bronx I'm poor you know I need to feed my family or I need to feed myself take care of myself so these are what the options was available to me at the time and this is what was going on in my environment so you know you did whatever you need to do to to you know sustain or, or, or to manage so yeah I, we we definitely not promoting that that's mm -hmm. a fact and I say that because I have a question now go ahead if people get a key of coke right right when you cut it what do they mean by cut it well, you can't really cut crack, because like I said, whatever you put in, if you put like if you put cut in, it's not gonna come back. Mm -hmm. Like if you got good, then you could you can you can cook it and and and, and get extras is what they called it. Mm -hmm. Um. So, you just had to know what you was doing. Like I I could take a key and I could, I could I could I could get I could take a thousand grams and I I I was able to get back thirteen hundred. Oh. <laughs> Like it's, look, it's struggling for you to say that, little. So don't worry, I got your back. 
you was able to, you know, because it was good work. Yeah, the work was good, right. Yeah. I just right. want to make sure, you know, because we here, we had good conversation. Right. We had a great rapport, and I just want to make sure that we're on the same page. Same page. Okay, so you had good work, so you're able to get more because the work But you is, still had to know what you was doing. There's there's a method to it. There's there's a system to it. As far as like the... Yeah, yeah. you had to know when to, to stir it, when to, to, to put it under cold water. It was like, you know, everybody didn't know how to do that. Mm. You got to think. If, if a key costs, let's use a round number, easy round number, um, 20 grand, mm. that means... That's about twenty five hundred eighth. So if you get an extra three hundred grams, you're talking about another six grand. Mm. That's like, I guess, free money. So on every key, you get another six grand on top of you know, you know what I mean. And that's that's just on a key. Now you start multiplying that by how many keys you're doing, and there you have it. So at at, at my height, we might have been talking twenty thirty keys, just you know. So and then you do the extras and do the math. Hello. <laughs> so. I have a question because I was watching your interview and I heard, you know, I shot my man, I call him Barry White. I don't know his real name, you know, you let me know his name. Um, I watched the interview with Flex and do you guys think, because what he said, uh, do you guys think that Richard Pryor introduced the world to free basing? Free base? Free base? Free base. Um, <laughs> I, I think on a commercial level, people was doing it long before. Okay. It's just because he was who he was that, you know, it's like, it's almost like, um, Things happen in, in, in your community. For instance, let's use the Rucker. A lot of things derive from the Rucker. Like, you know, when y'all first heard of the Harlem Shake, it was because, like, Puff introduced y'all to it, but that was what was going on in the park mm -hmm. long before then. But because of the platform that he's on, mm -hmm. you know about it. So the same thing is the case with, with Richard Pryor, because he was famous, and, and he damn near killed himself smoking it. But it had been going on long before Richard Pryor. Where did it come from, though? Um, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell y'all I knew. I mean... Mm. As I understand it from doing research and doing stories, the West Coast. West Coast. Right. Okay. So Freebase <laughs> and crack is the same thing? Um, no. Freebase at the time was like uh, Coke and uh, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't in a crack form. It was smoking like powder cocaine, you know, and um, whatever, whatever that concoction was. But crack was actually something... The, the um, baking soda, the coke, and then it turned it into a rock substance. Mm -hmm. But back then, they were smoking like coke, and they didn't make it freebase. So that's why it's freebase and crack. It, in theory, it's, it's one and the same. But but crack made it more, I guess, uh, convenient. Why, when you touch crack a hole, it, it seeps, seeps through your pores? Well, so will coke, so will dope, so will any drug. Also, oh, any drug, yeah. it, it'll seep through your pores if you touch it. Any drug. And why do when people test a drug, they put it on their gums? You know what? That's some shit I saw too, and I was doing it. But it, 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 if it's, it's good, it makes to it. it. It's numb. Does it numb? Yeah, but they sold this thing called Novocaine back then, and mm. smoke shops, and that got you numb too. And it wasn't it wasn't coke. So you know that's that's some TV shit. They sold Novocaine. Yeah, they used to sell uh, um, a substance that people would use as a cutting agent. So it would give off like like if they if if if, if somebody was trying to stretch some work. They mm -hmm. would buy this substance, and they would maybe take 800 grams of good coke and then mix it with 200 grams of that same thing. So if somebody who's a novice go to buy and they do that test, they go, oh, yeah, it froze my tongue. It's oh. great. But no, nah, it was. But they getting be. high on the low? Well, you still would get high because it's still 800 grams. Ooh. It's just 200 grams of just some nonsense. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't do drugs. Okay. So, um, so now, 
you and Nappy Red doing that. Yeah, doing yeah. it. He bought three cars all red. He right. was wilding. Where do you move on? What year is this, first of all? Um uh 85, late 85 going 86. Okay. Right. And where do you where, where does Well Red it? gets fired. That's the, we didn't get to that, but he gets fired. Okay. So when he gets fired, him and I go in the bins together. Mm. That's what ultimately happened because we had a good thing. So we end up just opening our first spot in Harlem. In Harlem, he got fired because he got caught, or he just something um, else. I think the whole, the whole, the whole, all the guys that was working because they wasn't able to determine, I guess you know who was doing what or how mm. that came about. So you know, everybody that worked pretty much got got fired. Gotcha. Uh, so you and Red got it. Well, you had a crew. What was the name of your crew? I had a crew later on. At this time, it's, I'm just you know. It's you. Yeah, just me driving around the Audi with the kid on it. Right. New Audi. Let me clarify yeah, that, that. That's a fact. You had a uh, you, the other car you had again was a a Delta eighty eight. But Delta eighty eight. You got rid of that. First car. So you had the Audi with the kit. Right. You had the spoiler. That's my first car. It was looking good, right? The Audi was looking nice. So people recognized you by the Audi. Um, out the gate, yeah. Mm, I, I, let me guess. Your Audi was something special, just like the work you had. Uh, yeah, it was special. That was the whole point of, of accessorizing. Yeah, it was special. Pardon me, pardon me. Just want to make sure we're on the same page. We definitely on the same Cause page. Cause you spoke to me earlier and you gave me a, you know, um, I appreciate you. So I'm trying to okay. make sure we're on the same page. Now, you and Nappy getting the business together. What, what after he gets fired, y'all getting the business together. Where we go from there? Um, we opened up a spot on 134th of Dave. Mm -hmm. How was that doing? At first, we might've been doing a couple of hundred dollars a day. Mm -hmm. Cause it's a brand new spot. You know, you gotta get out there, give out samples. You know, like anything, you gotta market, promote it. Mm -hmm. But, but, but at its height, we might have been doing sixty grand a day. A day. A day. Oh, Two shifts, twenty-four hours. Man. Mm. <laughs> and so you're doing that, and then um, you what? Then you know, we get a little serious note. Um, what year does the uh, situation happen with your mom? Man, you you skipped from eighty six to eighty nine. Uh, I'm just making sure. I just asked. I'm not gonna skip. I'm just yeah, that's asking. fine. Yeah, that happened. That happened three years later. Hey, no. All right, so I'm just asking right. because I never heard you talk about it. I didn't. Yeah. Really... Well, well, you you have... well. Let, let me give let me give clarity to that statement. You mm -hmm. never heard me talk about it because you only heard me talk one time. I've only done one interview. Um, I, please. Yeah, yeah. That 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 came. With a, I respect that. That, that hit that's me. True. That hit me here. That's true. I've only your done facts, one of them. Your, your facts are hurting me. What? That hit me here. Okay. Because that was facts. That's a fact. That was the truth. That's the truth. And, you know, so I never heard you talk about it, so right. I don't want to skip to 89. Okay. Pardon me. Because well, I can did. go wherever you want to go. No, 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 no. But, but I did hear, because when I watched the Flex joint, the interview that you did do, right. I did hear you mention that something happened to you. Like, you referred to it like that. You right. didn't get into any details. So right. I didn't know if that was something that you didn't like to talk about. I didn't know what that was. But before we get into that... We in 86. Right. Red got the three red cars. You had in business. Right. It's 60, 50, 60 grand. Yeah, but at the point I'm telling you that, I got I got five or six cars by this time now. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Facts. I'm trying, again, we're doing the math. I mean, at the, you know, this was, this is not day one. I said at the height. So this might be from 86 to 87. But by that time, you know, we kids again. And and we getting this kind of money and we doing, we, we, we just, we wild and we just being reckless. Buying cars, jewelry, you know. And that was the only spot? No, I, we started, well, that was the only spot with me and Red. But I started doing other things. I started meeting other people, 
selling packs to them, you know, like $1,000 packs, telling people, bring me back 600 you take 400 So I started doing a lot of that. Just guys, guys was hustling all over. Like, everybody was hustling, man. It was like, you know, money was falling out the skies. So, you know, I would, I had a whole bunch of independent people, you know, who were coming by $1,000 at a time, and they would bring me back 600 they'd take 400 So I was, I had a spot, and then I had all that going on as well. Like, I guess you could consider wholesaling. So at that point, there's, there's nobody in the neighborhood that that feels like they want to take you down or try to come at come at y'all and kind of you know. Well, go G. I was thinking the same thing. Man. Okay, well, well, I I end up I end up getting with um, some some other guys that worked at Red Spot, a guy like some Rutledges. It was called that was their last name, but John Breeze, Troy, you know, a bunch of those dudes. And then this is when my crew started building up. See, Red had a shift. I had a shift. Mm-hmm. Red had mostly his family members working his shift. I had the guys that I had started developing work, um, working my shift. And in the course of that, then I started expanding. But those were some of the earlier dudes who got with me and, and we just started expanding. So everybody that I started hitting started becoming a part of what I was doing. So at some point when I came out the house, I might have had 10 or 15 guys that were doing this every day. You know what I'm saying? Coming to mm-hmm. buying thousand dollar packs, working these spots, introducing me to other spots. So then I went uptown and I had a spot on Bradhurst, then uh, like 153rd, 54th and Bradhurst, that's uptown. Then I had a spot on 128th and Lennox, what's called Castle Grayskull. Then I had another spot, a couple of buildings down from this. But with all of these spots come come individuals, mm-hmm. and then in, these individuals become part of the organization. So you start growing and expanding, and, and you know. So if I had Two shifts and somebody working day, somebody working night, somebody bringing the work, you know, collecting the money, this and that. So next thing you know, you just got a bunch of people working for you. So my crew started growing and ex- and, ex- and expanding. So by doing that, then you kept everyone happy. So no one, no one. Well, it's not to even so much you make you you make everybody happy, but people see what's going on, and when you target me, you just don't target me. You target every, you know, I got an mm. army with me now at this point, and you know, if I'm feeding them, they're gonna protect the person that's feeding them. You know what I mean? So you you by default end up standing with an army. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because all of these guys that's independent, like just copping work for me, besides the guys who actually work in spots specifically for me, they become part of your organization. And it wasn't it, I, I didn't set out to do that, but ultimately that's ultimately what happened. You know what I'm saying? So nobody tried you. Never. Who else was doing it that big at that, at that time though? At the same time you were. A Z was around at the time. Mm-hmm. A Z was around. Rich came around like in 87 because he had been doing a bid. Right. So he came home in like 87. But when I first started, like with Red, I think that's when Rich was in jail. And mm-hmm. he was doing like, a, 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 I think, a, a year bid for a gun. So A was around, Poe was around. Um, a lot of dudes was around. We talking about Harlem doing the crack ever. Like, these are just the dudes y'all know of, so I'm just mentioning them because. But there was a bunch of guys. Like, you okay. know, there was a bunch they, of They all kind of on the same level that, that you were on? Or? No, that's no. No, so no. I mean, what you want me to do? I want. How do you know this? How do you? Well, hold up, floor, let's slow down. <laughs> let's slow down. Let's slow down. We're moving about. fast. Tickets are giving out. I'm gonna slow down. Speeding tickets. I, I spoke so now. Slow down. Like please. So, how would you know they're not getting as much money as you? Because I switched my cars every other day, and everybody wasn't doing that. It was a handful of us doing that. Hmm. So those are the ones that I mentioned that were doing that. Every, all everybody wasn't doing that. Like I would drive in one garage and drive out with another car, drive in with one, drive out with another. This was like at some point this became an atmosphere between certain dudes on a certain level. We made a game of this. And it, we called it like busting out. So mm-hmm. if I seen you with something, I nod my head, you look at me, I'd be like, Oh, okay. 
And then tomorrow I run and buy another car, and and we just so it became that became the atmosphere. It's my Tuesday car today. Yeah, for for guys <laughs> on that level, that that's what the climate became. And who was on that level that I you just were I just described a handful of A was on that level, Rich was on that level, mm-hmm. Poe was on that level, and there was a handful of uh, other dudes that I can throw their names out, but you, you know you wouldn't. I wouldn't know them. Right, and 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 the audience probably wouldn't either. I mean, the, the people who was there would, but 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 for the most part. The ones I named was what it was. And at this time, do you know anyone from Queens? Yeah, of course I do. I knew Prem. I knew Just. Just used to hang up town because Just used to hang with uh, Rich. I actually met Just through Rich. So let's go through order. I, I, I had this. How did you meet Rich Porter? Um, sort of being competitive. We probably pulled up at the at the at the, at the car wash, and it was one of these things. They had a crew, and like I said, I was from the Bronx. I came down to Manhattan, and at some point, I was building my crew up. So we would see each other at the car wash. You, I mean, Harlem's this big. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So all of the, the hot spots, be it the rooftop, be it Willie's, um, be it the, whatever the car washes was, we see each other. Like I said, we made, we made a, the Apollo was another place that we always would, would see one another on. They would be on one side throwing money. We would be on the other side throwing money. Who's so, we? Well, my crew and then them. And the name of your crew is? You still didn't give it to us. Um, it was no, we didn't have a name. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It was just guys down with me. Like, whoever was down with me, hustling with me, that was my crew. You know Got what I'm saying? Okay. That was the money at Apollo at, at, like during, well, the, during the show? They used to have shows. Okay. And we used to get into pissing contests. That's that's what that was for us when we was young. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? As we all started getting money, we would make it our business to be in there amateur night on Wednesdays. They we And it was understood that you couldn't give those balconies to to nobody but us. Wow. Because we, we were more the entertainment than what was on the stage. And I remember days when we knew we was doing it on that Wednesday where we were just like all of the singles that we got all week, we were going to go in there just to throw them out just because that's, that's, that's what we were going to do. Talk about it. Yeah. At that time, did Guy Fisher own the Apollo at that time? No. I think Guy was locked up by then because it's like 87. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that had came and went. Okay. So, hmm. so you met... Bring us back how you met Rich. You met Rich. Like at a, at a, in passing. In passing. Right. And you guys built a rapport. Yeah. Or okay. everybody. Like, I mean, like, I might, I might, I think I might have met Al, Al Port, the, the skating ring. I might have met A again in passing. You know, like, again, this is early on. This is that, that time from me and Red. And, you know, another thing we used to do in Harlem, we would just park our cars and just walk throughout Harlem. Like, you know what I mean? Just all our jewels on, just walk uptown, meeting broads, taking numbers. Dapping dudes up that we knew, and that's just part of what we did. That's, that's that that was a climate and the atmosphere in Harlem at the time. It was a bunch of young dudes getting a lot of money, and everybody was like, it wasn't really no no hate, you know what I'm saying? And if it was, it wasn't you didn't feel it, so it was comfortable. We just park our cars some days. It was a nice day, and we just go uptown, just talk, go all the way from 25th all the way to 55th, go back around, come down 7th, you know, and and just fraternize and get numbers and talk shit and you know just 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 having a good time. That's what it was. And you had a lot of girls, cause you know, I, you know, when you look you up, it's just one woman, and I respect you for that. But did you have a lot of girls? We all had a lot of girls. Okay, you're be trying to be careful. <laughs> I, I didn't say we; I said you. It's a yeah. I definitely had a lot of women. Ooh. <laughs> mm. A lot. I got in trouble for it, so it ain't nothing. I'm not revealing nothing today. <laughs> that, that, I wanna, that ain't that. I want to get you in trouble. I I've been in trouble, man. <laughs> that shit over with. Yeah. Okay. Those so. wounds have healed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm so, so yeah. you're, you're walking around, but you meet. So, who were you out of those three? Who were you more uh, closer with? Um, to be honest with you, 
Al, because Rich, like I said, was away. And me and Al used to see each other mm-hmm. in the skating room early on. And when Rich came around, I end up, it's funny because, you know what, if I had to say who I was cooler with, I have to honestly say I'm probably more cooler with Alpo, but I ended up doing rich business with Rich a little later on too. So I was cool with him as well. A, not so much. And why do you think you wasn't cool with A so much? Um, I never really seen A moving about a certain kind of way. You know what I'm saying? He didn't really move about like they did. Like, again, I told you, we got into we got into pissing contests. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could see A, he would come through. And truth be told, we're talking about from 85 to 87. That incident with him happened in 87. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when we full when we got into full swing, his situation was like, you know, he's on the downside of it. What do you mean the downside? He got of shot. It? I know he got shot, but what do you mean the day? He wasn't he... hustling no more after that. But I heard that he, you know at the time he was making a lot of money. So what? For, I said I gave 85, him eighty five to okay. eighty seven. So but I'm you hardly you. saw him. I know I seen him doing that time. You know I would mm-hmm. see him come through with his cars. You know, but he didn't hang out like. The, the person that's hung out the most out of all of them was definitely Alpo. You see him all day, every day. You know, Rich you would see, but A, you would see him occasionally. He's more low-key with it. Um, yeah, he just wasn't, he wasn't like, you know, I would I would rooftop, I'd be at 55th, I'd be at 39th, I'd be at Kingdom, you know, wherever something was going on, I was moving around like that. Mm. And you're cool with Poe, so you and Poe cool, hanging out, you yeah. know, doing business together as well? Not, not then. We eventually no. did, but not You're then. Right. Okay, and then so, this was were they close like they predicted and like no, they, they depicted were. in the movie? They definitely were. You would see they would go buy matching cars and shit like that regularly. Yeah, they were like that. Like okay, they, they matching like Porsches, that. matching convertibles, matching you know sevens. Him and A. So they yeah they 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 did all of that. Mm-hmm. And Rich Porter died what year again? Um, ninety. Nineteen ninety. Yeah. So we moving up. So now you cool with them. Um, I'm not just cool with them. I'm cool with everybody. Know, everybody. How did you meet Preem and them? Um, we used to play basketball games, and and, and um, um, but Preem got locked up at a certain time, so he wasn't around either. And I think mm-hmm. that might have been like '87 when Preem mm-hmm. caught his case. You know what I mean? And I don't think Preem came home till. I'm not sure. Don't let me misspeak. But Preem caught his case, so he wasn't sort of around for a lot of that too. But like I said, Just was uptown all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Just was around. I definitely seen Just all the time. And you was cool with Jess? Yeah, I was cool with Jess. Okay. So, got you're you expanding, you're doing the pitching contest, you're throwing all the money around. You know, things are not getting spicy for you in the street because you said that you had no issues. Nobody challenged you. Well, I kept interesting people in my, in my company as well. So, I, 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 you know. And the interesting people meaning that nobody would mess with them nor you. Right. Oh, interesting, interesting. Facts. <laughs> facts. I just, just want to make sure yeah, that we're on facts. the same page. Yeah. You did your research. You you hear any stories? Yeah, no, I didn't hear, and that's the funny thing. I didn't mm-hmm. hear any stories because there aren't any. <laughs> but it could be two reasons. Well, all no due respect, said. one you was not really outside, which that we know that would be true. You got the internet. Google Wait. it. You see my pictures on there. Google it. I Google said it. which would not be really true. Let me give you your credit okay. at the same time. Okay, I throwing a shot. Okay, so ain't no point saying that because you know that's not that's not a fact. Okay, pardon me. So one could be you're not really outside or you're careful. Because, look, AZ got a lot of money, but he wasn't really seen. I don't know what he was doing, but Google me. You see the picture? I saw it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, you see, nice well, you coach, see the picture. Nice, look nice. I wasn't in my house wearing them, was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. okay. That's a good one. Right. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> okay. So, 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 um, that's a good one. So, who are, <laughs> who are the guests? So, 
Okay, damn. He wasn't in your house wearing them. You was in a big chair. Was that the mall? I can come back to it. I can come well, back you know to it. Yeah, I had to think about it. I can come back to it. Was that the mall? Huh? Well, you know what? Those backgrounds are very noticeable. Those was all of the, the happening nah, spots. Yeah, nah, you, nah, you, you, was, you was getting it. Right. So, I mean, wh where do we go from next? So then now, you know, spot, you know, you mean everybody, um, you know, some Queens dudes. Where does it go from you from there? I, uh, and I got ahead of myself. But like, 86, 80, 86, at the same time while this was going on, mm -hmm. the spot that me and Red was in ends up getting shut down. It was mm -hmm. a it was an abandoned building. We actually, it's crazy because we went in this abandoned building, put metal doors on it, ran electricity through it, you know. Wow. You know, uh, like this New Jack City shit that you're seeing, like the Carter, mm -hmm. that was real. Like, you mm -hmm. know, um, not that location per se, but we actually had running electricity and we went in there and put metal doors. You know, and, and took it over like we owned the damn building, you know what I mean? So at some point, the, the city would figure it out and shut you down. So they shut that specific building down that me and Red had first, you know, um, started collectively together. But as you see, I had branched out. Um, around that same time, I had a dude that I was cool with who had went down to D.C. And uh, and hit payday, you know, and came back and told me. And it was like, okay, just this thing out of town is uh, it's like nothing I've ever seen. You know, he like took an eighth, and at the time, an eighth might have been like 2,500, and he came back with like six grand, like literally the next day. Hmm. So when he told me about it, you know, I went down there with him, and uh, and uh, it was what he said it was, you know, and uh, that took on a whole nother life, you know, for me. So at this point, fast forward the story, shit going on in New York wasn't overly appealing to me at this point, and I was getting a lot of money in New York. But the kind of money I was getting out there was 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 or had actually ended up getting out there was like a drop in the bucket to what I was doing with less the headache because back then we was bottling like you imagine if you if you selling forty fifty thousand six whatever a day that's that's a lot of shit at the table it's a lot of work you spending countless hours when I went out of town they were selling this thing called like working fifties it was just slabs you know what I'm saying that's what we called them working fifties and you would just make a slab, which you would sell it, and they would take it and flip it and maybe make 100, 200, because the markup was so different out of town. Mm -hmm. And it was less work, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can package a key out of town and like, half an hour I could package a whole key, you know, out of town, opposed to sitting at the table in New York making dimes, you know what I mean? So that was very appealing to me. So at some point, my whole operation migrated and we ended up in D.C. How long you in D.C. for? From uh, 86 to 90. Wow, and what part? So why do you think so? DC was less of a headache. Um, it wasn't so much it was less of a headache. The the profit margin was so greater. Why can you break that down? Well, you got to figure. You know, in any 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 major cities, mm -hmm. is where uh, drug distribution happens. So when you go to like what we consider, you could, let's say a secondary market for for lack of a better term, they don't have access to it. So mm -hmm. what you could sell in New York for a hundred dollars, you might could sell out of town for three hundred dollars. So that's what it's more profitable. So basically you were beating people in the head. Nah. No, it's it's supply and demand. If a key if a key in New York City is twenty grand, out of town is twenty seven thousand. It ain't me beating them in the head. That's what that market calls for. So if I'm gonna sell somebody a key in New York for twenty and I can go out of town and make five, six, seven more grand on it, 
then that's what you do. But you being a figure, a figure, a person that's getting money and a person that does what you do, why do you think it was like that? I know? just said to you, they, it wasn't accessible to them. Like, we talking about New York it City. It wasn't accessible. So, obviously, right. that because New York was more fast-paced, right. Right. we were able to take advantage of people in the other areas, yes? Well, you, well, you would see it as that. I mean, it's, it's just how business works. <laughs> right? Ain't that how business works? I mean, please don't ask me those type of questions because I'm interviewing you. Okay. I'm saying, I mean, you know, I, I'm just want to call it what I call it. Okay. You know, well, no, well, you don't, you don't. Um, let me use something a little different, man, because I like to talk in analogies to paint pictures to make it a little bit more simplistic. So uh, <laughs> let me come up with something for you. Uh, I get what he's saying, though. I understand. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, like I said, when, 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 in New York City. The shit being sold everywhere, up on Broadway, here, there, so everybody has access to. So they're competing. I got it. So because they're competing, if you sell it for twenty, somebody trying to sell for nineteen. If somebody trying nineteen, you sell it eighteen. If you go out of town and you're the only store, then they got to pay whatever whatever you have it for. But how are you able to go? So how you have to know somebody in these other areas in order to go there? The dude, the guy that took me out of town. Yeah, he had family there. Got it. Okay, but 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 I don't want to I don't want to gloss over that. Because again, I was about nineteen, twenty at the time. Again, I'm a little, I'm reckless for sure, but I'm, I'm just who I am at this point. You know what I mean? And I, and I done figured this hustle thing out a little bit. But um, DZ was wild, and it got wild, and it was crazy. You know what I mean? But again, you know, once I got out there and I figured some things out, then I migrated my whole team out there. Hmm. When did Alpo go to DC? Do you remember? Uh, if I had to tell it, uh, maybe. 89. So you move your whole team to D.C. Mm -hmm. Your whole team is in D.C. Y'all getting money. Definitely. Killing it. Absolutely. Still got the same connect. The Colombian one or the Dominican one? I just want to make sure for my records. I had so many connects, man, throughout my run. Oh, God. So you just put it in the pot so I could just pick one. Well, listen. Okay. I know you don't know. So what happens is this. When you getting money, you you don't you don't you know I'm not I'm not loyal to one person, and then on top of that, no one has it consistently, all the time, you know what I'm saying? So it's almost like if you go to a sneaker store and they don't have the sneakers you want, you're not gonna not get them. You're just gonna go to another sneaker store. Understood. So the same thing goes with that. So at some point, when this guy don't have it, then then I'm dealing with this guy, and 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 all, through the course of getting money, you just start meeting different guys, and sometimes you moving so fast you got to use both of them because they they're not keeping up. So, so that's been times where it was. So I didn't have no one particular person that I dealt with, like consistently. And there's person, no, excuse me, there's a person I dealt with consistently, but there's also other people that I went to, and in fact, they fell short or they wasn't on. Or and why you dealt with that person consistently? Um, I liked our relationship. He wouldn't know. He wasn't even born in the. No, I mean, he that. just gave me a look because he thought the question was uh, absurd. Um, yeah, well, you know, I, I, you, you, you build a rapport, and if I'm spending mm-hmm. a certain money with you, I might come to you and say, I got money for. 30, and they'll say, I'll match that or give you half that. So you built that report with that That's person. That's what so, I'm mad at. I got it. Right. I got it. So we in D.C., mm-hmm. get money. What what happens What happens next? Like, D.C. is booming. No issues in D.C. at all. There's no of course issues. there's always issues. Oh, so there's issues now. Yeah, of course there's always issues. There's issues everywhere. There was issues there, but I just dealt with them. There's, there's, anytime you're getting money, you... you, you hold you, up. Oh, <laughs> hold up. Oh, oh, how to get him. Please come get me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so earlier, when we asked, my man, well, my compadre. Okay, my, my, well, my, my, you know what? My disclaimer right. to that again. 
if you doing anything illegal, it's gonna come with with certain shit. Like you know, you, it's gonna come with like nobody never ran in my spot, nobody never robbed the spot, but somebody might move in the building. You got to remove them from the building, and you would have to do whatever you need to do. Like yo, y'all can't sell here. You know that kind of thing. So yeah, those are things that happen. Mm. But but you know, at some point, somebody you know they weigh the options. Like, do I really want this problem? Uh, you know, like you know, maybe not. It's probably not in my best interest. Yo, I didn't know y'all was. Nah, homie, you gotta move, man. You know what I mean? Or whatever. So these things happen, but it never raised to the level where. Uh, well, there was an incident where somebody got shot. Yeah, but again, some of this shit is like part of the course. Where was there more problems in New York or DC? Um, where did it get a little a little spicy? DC, DC, because DC. DC just got crazy, like you know what I mean. Like, like a, a lot of people lost their lives in DC. You know, I know I I I probably know forty people, like you know, and that's that's me being modest that lost their life in DC. By the time I was down, forty a part of your team? Nah, just, just in, people oh, I knew and okay. instances I heard of. Right, right. You know, people that I didn't know that was associated with me, but maybe not directly, because you know, at some point DC got so out of control and there was so much money down there that, you know. Guys would bring their they friends and shit like you know because it was just like money was falling out the sky in DC, mm. Mm. you know. So a lot of a lot of a lot of um, a lot of people lost their lives in DC. How long were you in DC for? Eighty six to ninety. Okay. Now things are getting crazy in DC, but you're handling the business. You're handling right. it. You're good. You had you know you're not gonna get into any details or anything. But um, some people got removed from certain locations. Yes, that's a fact. Okay, am I am I using the right terminology? I no, want to be careful. Good. Now, eighty nine um, right. is a year something happened to your mom. That's a fact. Can you tell me before we get into that, if you mind, um, where were you when you where were you when you got the call? Um, I was in my store. No, 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 I wasn't in my store. I was in the movie theater. You in the movie theater? Yeah, and it's a funny thing. I was in the movie theater. I went with me and two of my guys and two girls. It was like five of us. And the funny thing is, I seen Rich in the, in the movie theater that night too. That's funny. In Secaucus, he lived in Secaucus. He had a, he had a condo in Secaucus. And ironically, I seen him in the movie theater that day. And what was the call you got? Um, I got a beep, and it was like nine one ones. Like you know, people probably may not know what a beep is, but for I'm not gonna assume. No. We, we talk. I'm not talking to you. Mm. We talking to our audience, right? Should I just assume they know what beepers are? Respect, respect. I'm assuming that they don't know what beepers are, mm. but it was a device that you would page, and, and back then we had codes, and you never use 911 unless it was an emergency. You know, like so if you was from 142nd Street, you would be at because again we had phone booths, so you would put in the number, and then you would put behind it the code, and I would know. It's you, if it's 142nd, 127. So, you know, I gave people codes, you know, so I would know who, who was the call. All depending on who it was, you know, that's, it would determine how fast I called you back. But anybody called you with 911, mm-hmm. it was understood that you don't play with that. So I got I got a 911 call, you know, a bunch of 911s behind the number, and when I called the number back, um, somebody told me something that happened and that, uh, they sort of described it, but they was crying and they sort of described it. But I didn't know if the person I was, you know, somebody setting me up or whatever, because I didn't know the person who had called me. And I'm not gonna overly go into that so much that because it's in the book, you know. And I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta sell a book, you know what I mean? But there are things that we can touch on. But I'm not gonna go into explaining the whole story and this and that because you, you can get all go, the details. You're not gonna go and explain what happened. Well, 
a, a girl was abducted. She was a teenager. She was 19, maybe 20. Three grown-ass men, tough guys, gangsters, I guess. For me, they derelicts and bums. But three grown-ass men abducted a 19-year-old girl. She was riding around in her Mercedes. She was up in the Bronx. You know, they, 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 she went to visit a friend. They came out the house. They drew down on her. They, you know, they, they, they abducted her. They accosted her. They threatened her. They, you know, you know, telling her they're going to kill her unless, you know, she get them some money. You know, one thing led to another. They end up back at my mother's house. They go in. They search the house. They, they go through all of that. They don't find nothing because I didn't keep drugs or money at my mother's house. And um, they end up shooting all three of the women. One of the women survives. Which was the 19-year-old? Right. Hmm. Hmm. Did you... So it's in the book, so I don't want to... You know, because you got to get the book out. Um, did she explain why she brought them to your mom's house? Um. Well, let me, let me, let me, let me... And I'm glad you asked me that question. Let me, let me, let me help... T- let me ask you a question. Because I need, I need your opinion. Sure, you can ask me anything you want. How many 19-year-old women you know are gonna stand up to three men with, with guns to them and they ask them to do whatever. How many grown ass men, how many police officers, how many gangsters you know that's gonna like, you know what I'm saying? Like at the time I was the age I was in this situation what it was. And even looking back at it now, I I've over the years it's enabled me to evaluate it and try to process it. At the time obviously I, I wasn't trying to process it. But think about it. You know what I mean? Think about any 18-year-old, 19-year-old, and you draw a gun to them and you tell them, take me somewhere, do whatever you're going to do. She probably panicked. She was hoping that in the course of going from point A to point B that she's going to bump into somebody, the police is going to pull the car. But, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how many people you can ask that question to because ain't too many people could say what they would do if somebody put a gun to their head and told them to do something. Mm-hmm. Did Were they looking for you? Um, well, if they was looking for me, I was on 125th Street. Are we able to say their names, or are you and keep it? Yeah, Tom Cross, Felipe Conception, and there's a kid named Keith, Keith who's no longer on the planet. Yeah. So Tom Cross, dude, did you know him in passing? What was your report? I've never seen a dude a day in my life. You never seen Tom Cross a day in your life. Never seen him a day in my life. So I'm conf- so they, you don't think that they were after you? Think it was random acts of violence? Um, again, we're talking about, you know, she just happened. From what I understand, she just happened to be in the neighborhood they lived in. So it might have been. It might have been. Um, and I, you know, they just been opportunities. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I never heard of them dudes. There's dudes I knew who ran around the streets who was on that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. He wasn't one of them. I never heard of the dude. There was a, a thing that, uh, with all due respect, that Alpo said that he offered to take ten thousand from you to handle that situation. Do you recall that? I heard he said that. Yeah, of that. course I heard that. That wasn't true. So he didn't. Offer we had a conversation. Him, we had again. We was friends. So my conversation was more about once I got a line on who the guy was, as to I knew somebody that ran with the dude that he knew. Mm-hmm. So my conversation with him was like, yo, man, I heard that this dude runs with this character that you know on the east side. You know, could you tell me something about the dude? This is this is before the dude got caught. The dude and these dudes end up in another state, first of all. They wasn't in New York City. So whatever you heard or whatever that misconception is, and again, I just told you who what my team was. I, I didn't need no outside assistance to handle any affairs that I might have had. So our conversation was more because we was cool about tracking the dude down, you know, and that was our conversation. And on top of that, at that particular time when this happened, me and him was doing business, real business, you know, three or four hundred thousand dollars we we exchanged between any between one another. And 
Do you think he would just wouldn't have said, Kev, I'm going to handle that? Because I know if the shoe was on the other foot, he wouldn't have had to say, Kev, give me $10. I would have took care of it and said, yo, I, I took care of that. So that's just, that was a false narrative. That he he painted. Yeah. Literally. And it was after the fact. Like, this is some interview he did years later when him and I probably weren't on the best of terms. Well, we weren't on the best of terms. So that's how he delivered that. So, and I, I, you know. There's how, no amount of money that I could have made or the U.S. government could have printed that I wouldn't have spent to fucking had that situation taken care of. Like, again, I'm I'm 22. I'm reckless. I don't care about nothing or nobody. Uh, why Why would I not? But when when that happened, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, what did it do to you? It, I, she I, was the most precious thing that ever existed on this planet to me. My mother was everything to me. I started hustling and getting out the house because of my mother. Because, again, I used to see the pain that she was enduring and the things that she was going through. So that was the reason why I got out the house to start taking care of myself and trying to help her. So that was the most precious thing in the world to me. Like, there was nothing more vital, or more valuable than than her. So there's no amount of money that I wouldn't have spent to have, have taken care of that situation. And like I said, if you, did your, if you did your homework, then you know that the guy got caught in Detroit and the other one got caught in Connecticut. They couldn't have been anywhere in New York City, let alone, like, we walking past each other every day and we good. So that's all bullshit. Do you, do you think that he so when he he found out after what he did and and who because he didn't know when he went there it was anything else you don't think that he knew you or anything that who the dude yeah Tom Cross dude you don't well, think he knew let me you. let me ask you another question because we talking about this is really silly okay people have made this dude out to be a gangster right yes they did right Same so if you're Fisher. a gangster why do you turn a home invasion into three homicides. Because if you're not worried about me, you go there, rob him, say, yo, fuck him. Tell Kev when I see him. You know, he know who I am. Here's my calling card. I see him when I see him. You did what you did because you was worried about what the repercussions was going to be for violating. Because there's no other reason. Why turn a home invasion, something that is of a drug dealer, which is going to amount to, what, a few years? If, 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 in fact, you even got prosecuted. So you go from that to a triple homicide because you're a tough guy? I don't know, that don't make sense to me, but I hear these narratives and I'm like, that don't make sense to me. If I'm a tough guy, I'm gonna be like, yo, fuck Flip. Tell Flip I said this, that, and the third. See me when he see me. But then on top of that, why do you, women and children are soft targets. Mm. Ain't nothing tough about robbing a woman. Ain't nothing tough about abducting a woman, and especially at gunpoint. So, so you have to see it for what it is. And this is common sense to me, but common sense ain't common. So when I hear people say certain things, I'm like, I'm on 125th Street. I'm in the heart of Harlem. I got a store called Boss Emporium. I got a BMW sitting in the showroom. I advertise, I'm running around, chain swinging, pockets, this, that, and third, and you want to rob me. I wasn't hard to find. I'm there every day that I wasn't out of town. So if you wanted me, and it was specifically toward me, then it should have been brought to me. That was some coward shit. Ain't no other way to look at that. And I don't know any man on this planet that could evaluate that and come to any other conclusion. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But beyond all of that, this character's suing me. Okay? And I suppose by all, by all definitions of the term, I'm the victim. Or my family's the victim. But this dude is suing me. Before we get into the suing part, Go ahead. He, um, who was the other lady that, that, who was the other person that passed away in the home? It was a, I, well, I didn't even know that woman. To be, God bless her. I didn't even know. She was friends of... The young lady. And where, and where was your father at the time? Um, 
down south, out of town. Damn. Really, the passion you're talking about, how precious your mother was, it, it, it got me a little bit. There's a lot of passion in that. Um, so, Tom Cross is trying to sue you. You're going to say name. He's trying to sue you. He's not trying to sue me. He's suing me. What is he suing you for? Well, he's been suing me. Matter of fact, I got documents, but he's been suing me. Matter of fact, do, do I need to speak? You can read them for yourself. Somebody pass me my bag. I want to. Wow. You know. Oh, you have leather, nice bag. <laughs> look yeah. at my bag and look at your bag. My yeah, I, crazy. I, got, I got it. I got it when I was in Europe. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> man. Uh, <laughs> it's a money talk right there. Just to show you, man. The, just to show you the, 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 you know, again, I can't make this kind of shit up. But I highlighted it. And this is you the first person I've even discussed oh, this with. Please. So here you go. Thank you. This a, a lot of this is just all the bullshit. Uh, that, that, was kinda, that was kind of rude, dude. I, 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 I came, I came with my hand. You want to make it with both of us, you know oh, what I'm saying? Want to make sure we're good. So you can just see, you know. <laughs> okay, so can you just tell Skip me. Skip to the second page. You, you know, it's self-explanatory. I highlighted it for you. And then you can read whatever else you want in between. But you can see what my lawyer had to put in. And you can read that a lot to your, uh, to your viewers. This, however, is not plaintiff's first time attempting to sue myself, Kevin Childs, or Don Diva Magazine. In fact, plaintiff's... Plaintiff Thomas Cross has previously attempted to commence litigation of some sort against myself, Kevin Childs, and Don Diva Magazine on three separate occasions, all which were denied by the judge or abandoned without us having to respond or bear the expense of hiring a lawyer. The three previous actions are listed below. Hmm. Are, are those official documents? Yes, official, yes. Do, do you see all of that? Do you see who's, who's, who's the return address on all of the stuff that I'm showing you? Um, uh, it says in the United. It says the uh, Kevin Charles. But who was it sent from? The uh, Thomas Cross. But hold on. Hmm. Okay, what I see here. Let me see what I see here. Tell me what you see there. You got to slow down because I don't trust you. You talk. <laughs> Take your time. Okay. So who is so? It's Thomas Cross, mm -hmm. plaintiff against Kevin Charles, Tiffany Charles. Can I say that? Right, because he sued every he sued every damn body I'm associated with. Okay. Now. You request three subpoenas from Tiffany Childs, Kevin Childs, and then Anthony denied. Okay, so denied. That was that was denied. What's by the what's the dates on them? You see the dates for how long it's been going on? Look at the letters. They all right there. They ain't even open. This is how much mail I get from this character. Wow. What is he sending you? Uh, I don't even know. I ain't even open it, so you can see. It. Just but look at the dates. 2017. 17. Yeah. 17. Okay, look at the other one. There's envelopes. There you go. This happened in '89. John D. Magazine Corporation. What's the dates on it? This is 2017. You're showing us dates, but it says 2017. It's 05 on this one. There you go. Oh, Thank it's you. 2010. Oh, there you go. 2005 on this one. Okay. Okay, but okay, okay, okay. But before we do all that, like, <laughs> because you know, like, we're not as articulate and 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 advanced as you right now. So let's slow down. What is Tom Cross suing you for? Okay, let me back I, up. Oh, I do see it. Okay, slander action. Right. Do you okay. want to know where that came from? Yes, please. He he did an interview. And it's just this 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 other corny ass publication. No names necessary. I wouldn't give him. I'm not gonna give him no no whatever. But in any event, he did an interview in, in in another magazine, and what he did was he's talking a little slick. So what he did, they had this whole layout, and then he 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 made allegations of some sort that uh, toward me as the to insinuate that I told on him. 
right? Mm. Now, again, I'm gonna apply common sense again. This was a homicide that happened in an apartment. The only surviving witness is the only person that was there. I wasn't there. What could I possibly tell on you? I don't even know you. I never met you. What could I tell? Right. So, but anyway, that's neither. That's just that's just propaganda because he's in the state, and he needs to say some shit to 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 to, to I guess have people not on him a certain kind of way. But what happened anyway? He 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 went through this whole thing uh, in his magazine, basically with his chest stuck out with all his exploits. So when I seen it, I in my magazine I did a re a retort. And I said, homie, listen, I don't even know why they wasted their time talking to you because whatever your street shit is, it, what it amounts to is that you turned the robbery of three women, a home invasion, into a triple homicide. And then there's another accusation of you robbing a woman at gunpoint with her child in her hand. Wow. So that ain't gangster shit, my dude. Like, I'm, 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 not, I'm, not, I'm not jacking that. that that's not tough. They say he's from 183rd in the Bronx. He right? absolutely is from 183rd in the Bronx. Okay. And um, you're not jacking that. Um, out of respect for you, I want to say, you said you don't want to give nobody a shot, so I want to say their name because I just found the article. But you don't want me to say their name, correct? You know I'm not giving them no shot because I know the dude. And him, him, so, okay. and him, and him putting him in the magazine for me because me, me and him know each other. So that shit was kind of corny even for him. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Because we know each other. And not only we know each other, he knows the truth. He knows the individuals involved. So him pr him printing that to me was like, that's some that's some shit personal between him and I. And, and and we'll have that conversation when we see one another. But nevertheless, he knew the story wasn't true that he printed. So you putting something in your magazine that you know ain't true was some bullshit. Because I don't care. I ain't going to tell nobody what to print in the magazines. You can print whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. The truth is the truth. And I, I stand by the truth, be it. For me or against me, the truth is what the truth is. But where mm. did that stem from? Did they magazine come out before yours? So they might have felt that, he might have felt yeah, that? But yeah, and me and this dude, we, we was friends once upon a time. As oh. a matter of fact, I used to hit him. I used to look out for him. Right, but again, what's, what? See what, let's see, let's see, because I can see where it's coming from. I can okay, see where it's coming from. That, that's, all, that's all well and good. Whatever his issue may be, that's for him. But the fact of the matter is that I didn't start out to try to have a magazine. What ultimately happened is, when he when he did what he did, he was putting people on his magazines that that are rats. Mm. Okay, so he was doing a bunch of that kind of nonsense. So when we finally came out for the magazine, we was the anti that. I've never put a rat on the cover of my magazine. I but, never would. But you're being close to him. Wouldn't you think that will? offend him because you're doing the opposite of his magazine. Of course people are going to go okay, with your flip. magazine over this. That's a nigga mentality. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why I say that. Please teach me. When you go to a magazine stand, there's a thousand magazines. I'm, I'm being facetious. There are 30 magazines on the stand. People going to buy what they want to buy. That's true. It's no different than music. It ain't one rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like people go to the store, mm. they buy what they like. That's real. So if they don't like what you're putting out, then there's no reason to be mad at me because if it's not my magazine, they're going to buy another magazine. So there's no reason to make that personal. Cause it's not personal to me. You, whoever puts out the best product, that's what people gonna buy. Was there any slight shots though, saying that we don't put? Was that you know how people put? Because you know you're a good talker. I just want to say that Thank I you. acknowledge your talking ways. Uh, I'm sold. <laughs> but were there any slight things that that nah, might have offended I, him? Honestly, you well, can say like you're flipping retros. Well, my hold on a minute. He, okay. he made a conscious choice to put whoever he wanted on his magazine. I just don't. I don't stand for that. That's just me. I've been told on. So I'm never gonna find justification in somebody who toll on somebody. I don't care who you are. I don't make no exemptions to that. If you toll on somebody, I don't fuck with you. 
I don't care if me and you was childhood friends and you told on somebody, that's why friendship ends. That's just me. Because again, my life was on the line at one point and I could have lost my life and never been came home. Like I didn't have like little little toy ass charges. I had charges that, that, that if I got convicted, I was looking at natural life. Mm-hmm. So I don't take lightly to, 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 to that. You know what I'm saying? Pardon me, G. So, but, but I'm trying to, and I'm, and, and I'm, I, I'm looking at it, and I do see a lot of people on here. Some people that told, not all. Oh, told on where? No, not, not, not your magazine. Oh, absolutely no, not. No, not your. And magazine. if they were, I assure you, I'll be the first one to let you know that that's. But what. I'm saying that, like, so, let's go to the report because I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, me. I know you don't like trying to light and people gonna put it together. I, I'm gonna try to get down to the bottom of the shenanigans. Are we good on that? I just want to make sure that. Yeah, that no, was I like. No, I want this here real quick. Okay. I like. Good. I like feeling. You know. Okay. Good. You know, I like to see this. Okay. This feels good right here. Okay. Uh, would you like it back right now? No, I don't need it. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, well, well. Yes, Tom Cross, <laughs> Thomas Cross is suing Dawn Diva Magazine for slander. So, yeah. Why is he not suing uh, the other magazine? Because the, the, the other magazine is what p- reported what he said. Got you. So now, let's go real quick. So you and the guy that runs the magazine were cool. Yeah, we definitely was cool. We're close. Yes, we were. Did you ever come to him and say, "Yo, not saying you have no, I've to"? I seen him. I seen him. I seen him a bunch of times before that that article came out. And and when I when I and I don't want to get off into this because this isn't even really here no there. Ah, uh, yeah. But right. but but I saw him, and we had a conversation, and and he acted like it was all good. Got you. So I didn't assume it was anything till actually this article came out, and I was offended by because again, not so much that he reported. I don't. You can report. You can you can interview whoever you want. But if you know, because it's like you and G, and you know what something happened, and then you turn around and report something that you know ain't true, like, my dude, at least out of respect for me and whatever our relationship may have been or not, it's like report truthful shit. And if I took if I took the short end of a stick on a situation, I'm aware of that. You know, it mm-hmm. happens. I don't give a fuck who you are. We, you know, you take L's. Mm-hmm. But if you know something ain't accurate and then you put it out there, that's some corny shit to me. But do you think, G? Like, do you think that the reason why he did that is because he came up with a magazine? You came up with a magazine. That, that's, on the fine, country, that's, that's fine, but that's fine. Call it what you call it. That, 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 that's that's, that's, that's cool. That's, oh, hold up, G. Hold the fuck up. Hold up. Nah, I just I respect this man. I like him a lot. I, I see what he said though. Look, I think. I, I think it, look. Yeah, I respect. I respect that. That was many years later, also, right? Um, yeah, but it, you know what? To, to be honest, man, I think what happened ultimately as, as as time went on and people viewed my magazine in a certain light and his was viewed in a certain light, then he made it personal. Homie, I didn't tell you who to interview or what the backlashes you got for the people you interviewed. I'm just not interviewing those kind of people. But it's entertaining. Those when, people when are I entertaining. Watch Faye, I watched Faye's and Faye slogan was we at Don Diva do not interview rats. Yes, yeah, I don't. saw you say something like that. No, but we don't. That's understood. Yeah, but then if a magazine is interviewing rats, that is a slight shot to them so he'll get a It's not a shot because that's a conscious choice you make to do that. If but you that's feel a some kind of way, that's a yeah, there you go. Respect. See, there you go. So ain't no point arguing Barry that. White looking, Barry White looking at me. All right, respect. Yeah. <laughs> ain't no point arguing so that's that. that's a nigga mentality. And it, it absolutely is. It absolutely is, and that, and that, and I can't debate that because you, you, can't, you, you can't, entitled to feel however you want to feel. And I but, respect that. Yeah, I respect that. So. So Thomas Cross is trying to sue you. He's trying to sue um everybody who worked for me. Okay. And who's Tiffany Child? It's my wife. Respect, respect. Kevin? That's me. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> 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 so I just want to make sure we're here. 
Oh, sorry, Tati. Um, it's my um, daughter. Tiana. Oh, wow, he tries to everybody that works for you. <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah, I don't know. What is the court saying pertaining to this? You've seen it. They threw him out. They keep throwing him out. But just do. I mean, let me tell you something about that too. When you, when you, when you are in, the, when you're an inmate, when you're an inmate, you can do this shit all day long because you ain't got shit to do, and 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 it's at no cost. Every time he does this shit to me, I got to go hire a lawyer to 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 to, to defend uh, my position. Hmm. So I, it's almost like listen. It's so it's so warped. Like the truth is stranger than fiction. Because if you look at it, I'm supposed to be the victim. It's a fact. Yeah. Right. What right. the fuck is you suing me about? You a gangster? I didn't even know gangsters did this kind of shit. And you see, it said I don't even respond to this shit because I don't want my name on none of that kind of shit that could be misinterpreted. So right. I sort of like ignore it to the point where, as in that last one, I had a default judgment and I had to go deal with it because you're like you know, if I didn't answer it, I lose by default. You understand? But I don't want my name on none of this kind of shit. Like, you know what I mean? And I could have did some corny shit like, uh, you know, uh, uh, contacted the prison and say, you know, or, or, or even the courts and say, look, this dude is harassing me or some shit. But I'm like, listen, man, you know, eat a dick and die, man. Like, you know, you know, like. How I, many years does he have? Natural life? Uh, is he, does uh, he have a life? Pretty much. But again, what did I have to do with that? You was a derelict. You was a bum. You did something to women and children. Like again, like I don't have no kind of. If we had a problem in the street, then we deal with it in the street. If you wanted something from me, then get at me. You get me, I get you. You get the best of me. However that play out, that's how that go. So you can't, in one instance, talk this gangster shit, and 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 then don't 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 get down like that. And 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 did you ever have a conversation with the girl that was there? Did you ever forgive her? Did you ever talk to well, her, the well, young lady that was there that brought him well, to your house? Well. That was my guy's woman. You know what I'm saying? So he was down with me. This is my partner's woman. I heard his name. I heard his name today. Uh, it's like an Indian type of name. Uh, Chief or. Well, anyway, it's my guy. So me and this this guy, me and this guy, we, you know, well, we, you know, it's it's my guy. Like it, and, and he's a serious cat. I heard about him. Right. So that was another reason why they didn't want to leave no witnesses. Because that situation would have been dealt with. You, you you couldn't have took nothing from me, from him, from any of us, and and thought it wasn't gonna be. So what I believe, and this is this is this is just applying common sense. Because if you're not afraid, then I'm gonna stick you up, and I'm gonna let you go about your business. I'm gonna take whatever you got in your pockets or around your neck, and t kick you in the ass and send you on, and I'll deal with you. But if I'm afraid of you, I gotta eliminate you because I'm worried about you coming back. Last question on this, real quick, and I know I don't want to give. A you know, uh, what did he say in a magazine that that triggered you to be offended that you had to do? Because it he 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 put up this blank piece of white paper, but then he he blacked it all out and insinuated something. So my whole thing with that was, if you're gonna do the fucking interview, why spare me? If you say I did something to you, then then say it. Hmm. What the fuck are you gonna allude to something or trying to insinuate something, and then? Do this whole production to turn around and then don't say nothing. So, like, listen, man, my reputation, I I protect at all costs. I ain't never, I ain't never made a statement in any regard, even to this one. I ain't never spoke to the police about nothing. And I done been interrogated throughout my whole run from the FBI to state police, local police. I ain't never made a statement. My name ain't never been on nothing pertaining to telling on anybody about nothing. And I pride myself on that. When I played this game, I played the game the way it's supposed to be played. 
ain't never told on nobody. My father was in jail for 105 years. I lost my my mother. I was looking at natural life. They locked everybody in my house up, my kids' mother, my aunts, my cousins, everybody. I had to have a babysitter come to get my kids. And the day before they did that, they had me, and they told me they was going to do that, hoping that I would flip. I ain't never flipped. I ain't never told on nobody. I ain't never even thought about telling nobody. And it ain't. And for no other reason, it's because I couldn't look myself in the mirror and feel good about hurting somebody else or not taking acceptance responsibility for the shit I did. So I ain't never even thought about it. And you ain't going to never see no documents with my name on it saying nothing, not one word. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't take kindly to nobody alluding to anything pertaining to assassinating my character. You know what I mean? I've been doing Don D for 20 years. And mm. this was the premise of it, because somebody told on me. And I couldn't believe the person who told on me. I sat there and watched somebody who I took care of, who I protected, and who, I, who life I saved. And then you got to understand, and not only pointing at me, my wife is my co-defendant, my aunts, my cousins, and telling on women, like, yo, homie, me and you getting money. We out here off into some bullshit. These people ain't had nothing to do with none of this. They ain't even my co-defendants. The government did that because they wanted to hold my family hostage, figuring we don't really have nothing on this dude. You know what? So let's lock his whole family up and see if he flipped. He never been, did no real hard time or nothing. He probably ain't built for that shit. But they miscalculated when they did that. Hmm. Yo, so real quick for the audience, you know, can, can you explain your your definition of, you know, um, well, not the definition, but explain the whole uh, concept of snitching, you know, as far as like in the streets and who who's kind of able to snitch and not able to snitch. I heard on the interview, but for the audience that's listening here, can you explain like, you know? Basically, the, 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 the simplest explanation for it is if we all down doing something and we sign on for whatever it is we do, mm. we commit crimes, whatever they are, and something happened to me, something happened to you, then you have to stand on your ten toes and do what you need to do. Like, you can't, you can't, you know, you, your co-defendants you don't tell on. You know what I'm saying? That It's like we signed on to do crimes, to break laws. Mm -hmm. So whenever you breach that, that's a flat-out obvious explanation of a snitch. You got people who, like you said, you you selling drugs down in front of their building, and, and the ladies in the window, a, 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 a man and his kids living there, and the quality of their life is being affected by it. And they call the police on you. They're not snitching. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it, it's it's a clear and concise line when it comes to that. People have found ways. Uh, um, you know, he was fucking uh, his baby mother, and you know, and they was robbing him. And uh, you know, what was he supposed to do? You signed on for that shit. You was around here acting like you ain't had no goddamn sense just two days before this happened. Then you turn around and find justification for why you do it. No, that ain't how that go. If you had a problem with them, y'all supposed to work that shit out. You went your way, they went their way. And if you was able to handle it any kind of other way, that's what you're supposed to do. But you can't now turn around and justify. I get why in 2019 people do that. Mm. Because everything's watered down now. Every, every, there is no morals. There's no integrity. There's no loyalty. There's no honor. I, I, I get where everything is just so superficial now. When I ran around in these streets, my life depended on the dude that was holding me down. So... And, and, and I'm not just saying that casually, like, you know, no, because there were many instances where my life was at stake and somebody came through for me, or their life was at stake and I came through for them. So that ain't something you take lightly. You got one life. Right. You know what I'm saying? And why is yours more precious than mine's? So when you love your brother, because I, I, you know, I, I, you know, when I was in that game, I loved it. You know what I'm saying? I loved everything about it. You know, with all of the bullshit that came with it, it's just what it was. That's how I was built. I was indoctrinated. You my brother's keeper. I, that shit meant something to me. And when I got arrested, I got arrested with 22 people. Only one person told on me. One person told on me. Hmm. You understand? So that go to show you how I treated people. I never left one of my guys twisted. If you was locked up, you knew I was coming. I'm bailing you out. You know what I'm saying? 
if you needed me for anything, you never had to know I wasn't coming. I took care of everybody that was ever around me. I overpaid in that mm. in that game. And 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 I was rewarded for that because again, like I said, you know, my best friend who was my co-defendant since childhood, you know, when we all got arrested, uh, he had a prior felony. Anybody who knows anything about the feds, when you got a prior felony, they can they can they can double your sentence. So they targeted this dude because they couldn't get me doing nothing. Right. And he had a prior felony. So when they caught him, they caught him earlier that day, and basically tried to pull him in and say, "Yo, listen, we got you dead to right. You made some sales throughout this investigation. We got some things on you. We caught you with a gun. You looking at 25 years." That's flat out. You uh-huh. make drug sales, you got called a gun, which is a consecutive five years. The conspiracy covered 10 years, so they automatically doubled that to 20 and a consecutive five for the gun. So they went and got him as part of what they were doing because they didn't have me. You understand? So he stood strong in that moment. And when I got, I went looking for him, and then they ended up picking me up off the street. So when I walk in there, you know, they do that, that, that shit that they do. They, 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 I'm handcuffed, they walk me past the room, the door's open, he's in there. So I was supposed to see that, you know what I mean? And that was, then what came after that was, listen, tomorrow we're going to get your whole entire family. This don't have to happen. Hmm. You know, um, you, can, you, can, you can prevent this from happening. I said, I, ain't, I, I, I flat out told him I ain't got nothing to say to y'all. You know, y'all got to do what y'all got to do. I got to do what I got to do. Needless to say, that threat, they held true on it, and they locked everybody up. Years, two years later, we go on to trial. I see my co-defendant. This is my childhood friend. Mm. We go on to trial. We hire lawyers. We doing all that. We in the bullpen together. I see him because we go on to we go on over to the to the federal building to uh, to review, uh, you know, the evidence in the case. They take him out the bullpen. He go one way. They take me out. I go another way. I come back from court, and I don't see him when I get to the court, you know, and, and to, for, to, to review the evidence, I don't see him. So I'm like, yo, you know, I'm thinking this is where we going. Turns out he was going to court and he took a plea. He didn't even tell me he was taking a plea because he didn't want me to talk him out of it. So he took a plea of 18 years. Hmm. And he never even told me because he know I would have told him, yo, man, you know, because he know I wouldn't have been able to live with that. So he took a plea of 18 years. I didn't even find out he did that till, till after the fact. But this is the kind of friends that I had. You know what I'm saying? That's real. And, and so they ain't doing that today. They ain't doing that for one second. But it wasn't just him. Like I said, 22 people got arrested and only one person told on me. And, and that's the kind of loyalty that I had. So, you know, so you haven't said all that and expressing myself a certain kind of way, you can see why I, I, I'm principled in that matter and I can't tolerate mm-hmm. the other side. That's the same. This the same situation where, where you, you took the 10 years or is it something different? Yeah, well, what happened as it played out in federal court, I went and had two mistrials because mm-hmm. I went to trial. Like I told you, I had all these businesses. I was making legitimate income. So I was able to at least show where the money that I had obtained could have come from legitimate means. Right. So the government case just wasn't a flat-out home run for them. You know, and I had the first mistrial, then I went back to trial. I had the second mistrial. Going into my third mistrial, the judge had this whole kind of conversation, and he was like, you know, I, I would like the government and the defense to come to some kind of terms because he's seen that the case was flawed. So he pretty much told the government, y'all need to figure out something, and 
you know, whatever, you know. And we went back and forth negotiating some things. And at some point, I asked for five years. They was like, no, we're not going below the mandatory minimum of what the conspiracy carries, and that's 10 years. Mm -hmm. So at some point, you know, my lawyer told me, listen, Kevin, 10 years ain't that long. You're a young man. You got to do eight and a half. Trust me. If you go to trial, if you happen to get convicted, you're automatically looking at natural life. You know, at some point, me fighting them and seeing all what they was doing and 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 all what it, it endured, it just was wearing me out. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I realized that although I thought I could have got acquitted, did I really want to throw the dice yet again? Yeah, that's, that's... You know what I mean? So at some point, and I had been in jail at this point for almost two plus years. So I had sort of <clears throat> said, you know what? Really, I'm looking at another six years at this point. Mm. You know, and I'm not gonna act like I was innocent. So I had that conversation with myself too. You know, you. And at this time, people was getting life sentences left and right. You know, that, that shit was like in the building. Every time you look around, somebody got a life sentence, got convicted, just that. So I said, you know what? I know how I was moving. I know the kind of money I was making. I know the level that I was on. You know what, man? This is this is, this is just part of course for the game, you know? And, and, I, and, and I went to my lawyer and I said, I'll, I'll take the 10 years, but the only way I'm going to take the 10 years is if my co-defendant get at least what I got or less because I'm the principal. Right. And I and I couldn't live with him doing 18 years because he got in front of that for me, because he could have told and it would have it would, I would have been finished, mm -hmm. you know. So that's that's my brother and I love him man. Like you know what I'm saying like we we best friends, but that's like my brother so much so that even when I came home and I had a son, I named him. Wow. Because again, my son wouldn't have been born had he not mm -hmm. did what he did. So that's my guy. That's, that's my, my my brother. That's Chris. You know? How long was your wife in jail as well? Um, when they all picked them all up, they was in jail for a couple of weeks until they got arraigned because they got arrested in Jersey. I, my case is out of New York, so they had to get expedited and do all of that kind of stuff. But once they got to the city and they and uh, we got them lawyers and um, they got them all out on bail, so they did a couple of weeks, you know. And by the time you had mansions and stuff, well, I was living in that. That's why I got. That's where they was arrested in that. You was living in a mansion. One point two million. I mean, I don't know if that's considered a mansion, but it's a pretty big house. <laughs> yeah, I know you like it, I'm just trying to be down, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's part of the family or something. Did you know? Did you? Did you know? Did, let, 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 let's get into something. So, so, so before before I get into that, what I want to ask: Tell us about the guy that told on you. The guy that told me, Chuck. Chuck, tell us about it. They didn't catch him. He was on no, the run for right. about five months, six months. Right. When they finally caught him, because they were letting people go. Right. Out of twenty. Right. Two people. Right. They were all getting out on bail. Right. To your homework. And, and then Chuck folded like a beach chair. <laughs> Worse than that. He told in the police, the back of the North Carolina Police Department. Not the feds. The feds didn't even get to him yet. He told to the local <laughs> law enforcement in North Carolina. How do you know that? It's in my transcripts. I went to trial. Wow. And it says it. He told immediately. They didn't even fly down and talk to him yet. He told the local law enforcement. So... They didn't know what he was talking about. He was trying to tell shit. They didn't know what he was talking about. He just had a warrant. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the rapport you had with him because you, you're very passionate when you talk because about Because I him. took care of this dude. You know what I'm saying? Like he came home. He used to be down with Rich, Alpo, AZ, all of them. Like I told you, remember I told earlier about the crews? He was a part of that crew. But he had did some time. But by the time he came home, the situation had happened with A, the situation that happened with Rich, and Alpo was out of town. 
So I'm again, I'm, I'm I'm a good dude. You know, he come through. I knew him. I, I I didn't know him, but again, like I said, in passing, we seen each other in passing. The car wash, the whole the whole nonsense. So when he come home, a dude that was down with me did time up north with him, and he was like, "Yo, the the kid Chuck is home, man. You know, he know I'm running with you." You know, um, he said he wanted to holler at you. Maybe you could look out for him or whatever. And he had a good name at the time, you know what I mean, before he went in. And, and that's what you did when you was getting money back then. If a dude came home, you put him on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when he came through, he had a good name. I put him on. You know what I mean? I gave him a car. You know, all, 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 of, the, all of the starter kit for a dude of his stature at the time. Like, yo, I'm looking out for him. You know what I mean? What do you mean by a good name? Like, he had a good name in the street before when he went away. Like, he was a solid dude. Like The old, t- the, right, yeah, right. The old timers... Like, my uncle and them generation, when guys went away and when you got out, you came home and it's like you never left. They made sure they gave you money, they gave you a package, they put you back on. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 how that was. And that's that's the school I'm from. Hmm. So when he came home, me and him didn't have a personal relationship, but he had a good name at the time. You know what I mean? He did his time. He come home, he, he hustling, trying to get back on his feet. Not only that, I got all these businesses, so I give him a job for his probation officer. You know what I'm saying? So I just set him up and made sure he was good. You know, I had a I had cars everywhere. I gave him a brand new Pathfinder. You know what I'm saying? Basically looked out for him, put him on. You know what I mean? He had a situation early on where something happened with his woman and she needed to get bailed out. Again, this ain't my personal friend, but it's a street dude, you know what I mean? And and this is a street code. I look out, I bail her out. There's situations where just a whole lot of shit. You gotta read the book, man. Hmm. So so you help him, you help this guy out. He had a good name. But at this time, what businesses did you have that you were able to hire him? Uh, I had a, a clothing store. What's the name of it? Boston Pouring. Okay. I had two laundromats. What's the name of them? I don't remember what the names are, but they was up on... Uh, I just want to make sure that, you know, that we're on the same page. I, 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 I speak facts. Verifiable facts. I'm interested facts. in opening a laundromat. Two of them. Verifiable facts. Are they... Uh, is the laundromat profitable? Uh, at the time it was, but it, it was a, it was, it was, it was, it was a way for me to... Legitimize myself. Okay, respect. I just so okay. right. So I had two laundromats. I had a restaurant. What's the name of it? Uh, it was on 28th and Lenox Avenue, uh, downtown side. Um, I had uh, investment holdings in a, in a real estate company. I had a record company. I had a management company. Big Boss Records. Absolutely. Did you do 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 you see the theme? Boss Emporium, Boss Sneakers, Boss Records. Where do you think the, the word boss come from? From you because you're a boss. There you go. <laughs> Respect. Doing the crack era at the height of all this bullshit. When you asked me, did somebody do something or did I have any problems? But you said that, but also mm. you said that you were running with some guys. You named Absolutely. them Absolutely. You that, named them early. The last name, the Rut, the. Yeah, yeah, the Rutledge. Yeah, the they, Rutledge. Was, they was just, again, that was at the, on, the onset of me. And they put in work, these guys. They were good guys. Okay, respect you. Trying to respect their names. Uh, so, now, <clears throat> you took care of this guy. You held him down. Absolutely. You guys get Really up. close. You get close, but then you get caught up. Yeah, we get arrested. He gets away. How did he get away? He just didn't. He just happened to, he happened to be out of town when all this stuff happened, and they, you know, they just didn't have a, he wasn't, a, he wasn't, he wasn't so much of a primary target, so he, he fell through the net. And, he, and when 22, 21 of us got arrested, he was the 22nd. So mm. when we that day, that November first day, he just he just felt you know he slipped through the cracks. Did you cry at all when you saw him? Did you shed any tears when I saw him? No, saw him pointing at you. Like when did you feel any? Did you get your any emotion? Yeah, up? absolutely, you do. And and even not so much that he told on me. You was telling on women again. I tell you, women and children are soft targets, man. Like you know, mm-hmm. like I, 
it's no way. I don't even know what man can get on a stand and point at a woman and say she did anything. You know, so, like certain shit just doesn't register for me. So I think I was more bothered by that. That you, you I, okay, you're gonna tell on me. Fuck it, all right. But you want to see my wife in jail? You want to see my kids' mothers? You want to see girls who work behind the counter in the store go to jail because you telling the government that when I dropped money off, I gave it to her so she had knowledge of the conspiracy? You want to you put her in jail? She wasn't getting no money. They wasn't hustling with us. So, yeah, yeah, you know, it, 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 it affected me a certain kind of way. That's a fact. What year did you go to jail? November 94. Mm. So what does 80, 1986 and 94 mean? That was my run. Got to figure that out. Um, did you know the lynch mob? Absolutely. You knew his father? Absolutely. You knew Lou? I know them all. Leon, all of them. Charlie Cliff's father. Yeah, well. I know them. What type of guys were they? Um, serious guys. Um, I mean, I fooled with all of them before the fact. Mm -hmm. When they went bad, I ain't fuck with them. What do you mean when they went bad? The, it, was, it, was, it wasn't just those three. It was a whole, the whole crew of guys. A lot of them went bad. But I wasn't cool with them anyway. I was cool with the principals. But you mean bad, you mean tell? Yeah, they told. Let me ask you a question. What's up, Faye? What are you good? You good. can tell. You, you, knew, you, you had a, uh, what, what, how old were you when your father got incarcerated? I was five years old, 1993. Oh, you got incarcerated in 93. Mm -hmm. um, what do you remember, what do you remember hearing about your pops? <clears throat> Uh, at what point? I mean, when I was early, I didn't really know what was going on. Mm -hmm. You're talking to Mike. Yeah, when I was young, I didn't really have no recollection of what's going on. Like, my family kind of hid it from me, so it was like mm -hmm. something that I grew up into. Mm -hmm. And um, when did you find, what age did you find out who your father was? Um, I always knew who my father was, but I just didn't really know, you know, the circumstances surrounding his situation. Okay, and then what age did you find that out? Um... I can't really say because I was going to visit him in jail since mm -hmm. that age. So I don't, it was just like a thing, like a growing up and I always knew my father was in jail. You always knew he was in jail. Yeah. And then, so what is the, what do you, from your recollection or from your father's recollection, what is the story about when they got caught up from your, from, I'm pretty sure that he told you what happened. Um, I actually did a story. What you mean about like how they got caught up? Like how did it, what was, what made the feds or it was a, was the feds again? Yeah. What made the feds break down on the lynch mob? First of all, I don't want to. How did they even get the name lynch mob? Um, lynch mob was it was a cowboy movie. Uh, as Kev said about his team, they never really called themselves the lynch mob. That was the name that the government gave them. So the government gave them that name. So when <clears> did they? What was the? What was the final straw that made the government come down on them? Um, I believe they was always being watched, but they said that uh, uh, the feds was following Lou and another. One of the guys, while they were uh, talking to somebody, and they shot him while the feds was following them, and uh, one of the dudes decided to flip. And Dude, they yeah. had a lot of heat on them, though. Yeah, mm -hmm. they had a lot of heat on them. Uh, did you hear about the story that Miss um, T told about the guy named Fifty? Nah, I, I didn't hear about that. Oh, okay. We don't need to get into that then. So now your father and them get locked up. So what what happens? What made so who told on who? Who started to tell him? Um, I, I mean, you know what? Yeah, that's I mean, not. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not a part of that organization, mm -hmm. so I don't know who went first, who don't. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, all I know is who stood up. Mm -hmm. I don't know who did what, who went first, mm -hmm. and who stood up. Uh, uh, Lou, Lou, Farris, Darren. 
That's mm-hmm. my dude too, Darren. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the other kid? B- BD and BD John John. And John John. There you go. Yeah, those five. five dudes. Those guys that took. You know, they took their time and went about. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the, the thing is that you know there was so how I got familiar with you is that Loaded Lux was rapping. That's that's the that he's the he's the principal Leon. Yeah, Leon was the, the top guy. I let you do the interview for me. I'm trying to help you because you know I I, I was there. I, I was there when this, I got oh, hit. Oh, you got hit with the paper? Yeah, I got hit with the paper on stage. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, how I met you is that basically Rex did a battle with Charlie Clips. Yeah. Charlie Clips said a line, I got 16 racks. If anybody can produce paperwork, I give them half. Where does it go from there with you? How do you get up with Lotta Lux? Walk us through because I did hear, and I don't, I don't like it because Charlie Clips is my man. So I heard that you, know, you guys were you know asking him for money. I didn't think that was appropriate. If he said that he got a certain amount of money for the paperwork and I got the paperwork and what's the issue? But did you have the paperwork prior to him saying that or you looked into getting the paperwork? I, I always had the paperwork. So tell us, walk us through what happened. Walk us through the, the steps that you heard. You got the call, T-Rex said this because you wasn't in the building, I would have seen you because you, 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 you're recognizable. But t- walk us through it. Um, After that battle, uh, T-Rex called me with um, my dude, Ty Guns, and they were saying that, you know, they heard Charlie Clips had um, 8000 for the paperwork, so they wanted to know what's up with the situation. So me and Clips probably had, like, we had, like, a little rapport prior to that. So I was like, you know, let me reach out to him to see how we could smooth the situation without any violence. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I hollered at him, and... um, I told him, I said, yo, you said you got eight racks for the paperwork, whatever. And I was like, yo, if you give me four, then, you know, I could call the wolves off and, you know, we could smooth it out. And he said he'll think about it, whatever, whatever. This is all hearsay, right? Or oh, this is facts? This is facts. <laughs> it's, got, it's, it's old. This is really an old situation. I, I, I respect that. But what I'm saying is that I, so you call Clips. Was Clips aware of the position that his father was in at this time? Yeah, we had spoke prior to that. So, yeah, we had that conversation. That's why when I saw it, it was like, you know, you already know what's up, so why would you even say that? Okay, and then what made you go with Loader Lux? What made Loader Lux holler at you? Just um, Harlem being a small world, and he was aware of the story. I was doing a documentary at the time. Um, the article was out in the Dawn Diva. I had a disc record out, so, you know, it's Harlem a small world. So he reached out, and, you know, that's how that came about. And you went on stage, and, and you decided to hand out the paperwork. Yeah, and the paperwork states that what Charlie Clips pops told on everyone on on, on <laughs> your father or other people. That's a fact. Allegedly, or oh, this is no, make sure this, is, this is factual information. The paperwork that was thrown in the crowd was actual paperwork. What did it state though? A state that you know his father, and I mean, and it stated that his father told, pretty much. And his father was the leader of the lynch mob. Yes, the alleged boss of the lynch mob. Alleged boss. Now you want to say alleged to him being? Don't don't downplay. Don't downplay his father. I wasn't there, oh, so on. that's that's it was alleged. I can't say for sure I wasn't now there. Now you want to say allegedly? Charlie Clips, my man. So I got to hold it down. Now you want to say allegedly, but you ain't say allegedly. <laughs> Come on. All right. So he was alleged boss. Mm-hmm. So you spoke to your father. Did your father was aware of everything that was going on and everything like that was going on and stuff like that? Yes, he definitely was. Oh, okay. 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 And um, did you and Charlie Clips ever uh, rectify the situation? Did you ever guys see each other after the battle? Yeah, yeah, we did because um, rest in peace, Fat Mac. You know, he from the block, and you know, he knew both our fathers, and you know, he said we young, so you know, it wasn't really nothing. Mm-hmm. When, how much t- more time your father was looking at? Right now, a couple more years. A couple more years. Yeah, he'll be t- he'll be home. He'll be home soon. Okay. 
You wouldn't be cool and stuff. All right, man. You happy? Yeah, all right, good. It's all right, man. Shit pops. Uh, Salute to you. So, you are... You are... Loyal to the principle. Yes. So, you could be cool with somebody, but once you find out they tell, you're not cool with them anymore. I'm not. Hmm. It doesn't matter how close you are to this person. I don't care. Could be my brother. You're not going to be cool with him. No, so if you see him at family events, what we would don't you do? speak. We ain't necessarily just be rolling around and knocking tables over, but I just won't fuck with him. Hmm. So you went on Funk Flex, Hot ninety seven. You did an interview. A man, you know, I call him Barry White, but you know what I mean. But you know, some things were said. Can you can you walk us through what happened? What made you guys go on Funk Flex? Can you walk us through that and um, then? I, I honestly I didn't have nothing to do with that. Like I, okay. my, my my dude Delson, you seen him? He, he sat beside me on interview. Yes, my man right, right. there. Yeah, him, him, right. him and Flex was talking. Um, I, I think at some point my son got involved, and the kid out of Chicago got involved. Um, what's the kid name again? Vic Mensa. There you go, Vic Mensa. So there was just a, a whole bunch of debates going back and forth, and sort of um, my son had picked the flag up and was just basically stating his position about how he felt about the whole totality of things a certain kind of way. And I and and uh, Del Son had some kind of relationship with either my son or or maybe even Flex, you know. Like I know Flex, but not overly personal. Mm-hmm. And they they had some kind of conversation where uh, Del Son was saying, "Well, you probably you need somebody who was there who can state the position, not just from from um, you know um, his merit or, or 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 how he feels personally in regards to what's being talked about." So mm-hmm. at some point my phone rang and Delson and uh, Flex was on the phone and we started talking and Flex was like, um, yo, Kev, um, you know, nice to meet you, you know, this, that, and the third. Listen, you know, Delson was telling me that, you know, you had some information on this and, you know, we, we have, a, it's a topic that's, that's been, been on the radio of late and it's been, you know, a lot of, it's been getting a lot of traction. And what's your take on it? And I sort of told him what my take was and, you know, uh, and I uh, filled him in a little bit by what my position was. And he was like, well, listen, man, how would you like to come up to the station? I said, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I mean, if, if, if it's going to shed some light on it, because, again, when history's told, I just wanted to be told accurately. You know what I'm saying? Not from from somebody who's a spectator or for somebody who had an opinion. I, I, so I said, I didn't have a problem with coming up there. So then he said to me, well, he asked me a couple of questions, and I told him the premise of some stuff. So then he says, you know, I think he was concerned about uh, uh, the integrity of the station and not not me just speculating. So I said, listen, I'll do you one better. Listen, I'll send you the paperwork, you know, so you can review it for yourself. This is not the paperwork. No, I got more paperwork, man. Are you going to give it to me? Yeah, if you, if you ain't tired of reading. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I mean, you know, let's slow down here real quick. Uh, and I didn't mean to control The people going to get mad at me for doing that. Um, you say you're giving the paperwork. Continue. Right, so... I, I was I was concerned because again as you see I've been getting sued forever than a day for slander and this and that so on and so forth mm-hmm. so I told him listen man so the station doesn't have any libel I want to provide for you if we're going to discuss this subject matter I'm going to give you the information so the, the radio station can stand behind and won't have any liability because the truth is not slander mm-hmm. are you doing the same thing for us I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm we got a saying, great report, man. We 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 moving this thing along, man. So let me ask you a question. Go ahead. So you said on that show mm-hmm. that Alpo mm-hmm. and Az mm-hmm. were in your paperwork. That's a fact, right? Um, 
we don't have to regurgitate this. I can just give you the paper. You can read from it. And then we don't have to recant. You know, we I mean, don't have to recant. But, but hold this. on, but it's for the new audience, man. Okay. You, you try to give, you try to give Funk Flex and them views more views. They got a million. You got a one point something, bro. Damn, you we just, need it here. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, my apologies. All right, cool. right. <laughs> thank right. you. Come on, man. My apologies. My apologies. So you try to say, you know, and can you, and because I don't understand. You said that the way you found out is by looking at the paperwork. Right. And seeing that you remember the situation that you might have transpired with this person, um, that was part of it. It's, it's called discovery, and you only get discovery when you go to trial. Most people plea out, so when you plea out, you never get the discovery. I have to be provided this discovery because I have to create a defense. Mm -hmm. I need to know what the government know to create a defense for whatever it is they is. Mm -hmm. So they give you all of this discovery. It's called mm -hmm. Brady Brady material, mm -hmm. and um. So, you you know, again, I'm fighting for my life. So this ain't no popcorn case where I'm looking at a couple of years. I, I mean, literally, I will never see the street again if I get convicted. So I'm going through everything with a fine-tooth comb. And some of my early discovery, I kept seeing this dude's name. Whose? AZ's name. He said if you provided the paperwork that he'll give his children stones and Well, see, like that's that. between their family. <laughs> I don't no, know how they're going to work up. that out. Whoa, 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 hold up. Slow down. Leave the man family out of this. I said that's between them. I, ain't, I didn't. I didn't say anything about anybody. I, you said he said that he's gonna give his family stones. I said that's between them. Because I, I heard the footage. Okay, so then he said he, that it's not. You true. get him up here. You can ask him. Did you get stones? Do, 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 <laughs> do you think that maybe the government might have did a ploy? Because the government does have a have a have a a way of turning people against each other or causing friction. Do you so think I'll that tell you what, the government? See how we see how we debating unnecessarily. Sure. You can read it. Then I you can make your own determination. I should give it to you. Okay. You I'll read it. Yeah, so my point is we don't have to be coming up with scenarios unnecessarily. See, I'm going to pass it to you in your hand last time because you got offended when I didn't do that last time. Oh, mm -hmm. There you go, my brother. Put this back in my black bag, man. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> well, go ahead. I, I already, you know. Oh, whoa. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he said, whoa. Hold up. Is this real paperwork? Well, you know what I'm going to tell you about that? When people question that, there's dockets. There's a docket number on everything I gave you, every single thing I gave you. And with that docket number, you can go down to the court yourself, and you can get the same exact paperwork for a few dollars. Okay, hold on. G-Money, yeah, hold that down. <laughs> Okay, so let me you, just tell you. Do you see the dates and times on that? I, I highlighted it. Uh, what year is that? Uh, 92. 92. What year did I get arrested? Um, You said in 94. There you go. We got to start doing some math. <laughs> okay. I'm in the street when that when that document was was being uh was being provided to the court. So it says they have general evidence X'd. What does that mean? Whatever, whatever, whatever it says there. File number 245F, as in Frank, dash NY, dash 195124. Horse collar, AZ Faison Jr., a.k.a. E.T. or Al. But it doesn't say anything that he did. Keep, keep uh, Okay, when I said, again, I was factual in my uh, explanation on Flex. I said, as I'm going through my paperwork, I see this guy's name on my, is that not what I said? That's one of the earlier documents that I've seen. But I don't see your name on here. Keep looking. There's more. Keep on Charles. I see this one. Thank you. <laughs> <Same with that. laughs> okay. 
Well, I mean, sure, we don't want to. We don't want to. I don't want you to do. Yeah, that. we don't want to do that, man. We don't. You know, and, I, we, and I have no reason to make none of this up. Like, what I let the game. But it doesn't me? say anything that he told you anything. So, oh, okay. well, hold up, whoa. Wait, hold up. Two different dates. You see the dates? Is that two different dates? Grand jury disseminated only pursuant to rule, federal rules of criminal procedure. This is now. This is the same date right here. Yeah, but look at the other one. Is the other one the same date? But they said that right here they have a original cassette recording of you. Right. Called to Kevin Child that telephone number. That was my record company. They at this point. But this, this, is, this doesn't say he told me. You better listen, stop it, man, man. Listen, keep going. Slow down. You telling me? You, do, do you see that? You see them transcripts there? This right here. Oh, no, you, no, keep going. And the red pit. Which one you want me to look at? No, no, look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Okay. Just tell me what to do. I'm, I'm giving it to you in order. I want okay. you. I want you and your listeners to see that happens in '92. This happens in '92. Two different incidents. And yes. again, his name on it, my name on it. I do see his name. I have on nothing it. to do with this man. There's no reason why my name and his name should be on anything. Okay. That's the first thing. Could the government have played a trick on you? Keep reading. You tell me what trick they played. Okay? You don't have to read the whole thing, but I just wanted you to see it and it's actual. Um this is a oh, hold up. This is a lot. So go no no no, I got it. You see this? It's, it's, it's marked. 96. You see you see you, you see where the, the pink, thing is the at? Pink? Yeah, there you go. Go right to that and it's highlighted. Okay. You see where it's at? Can no, 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 glasses, no. Please? There you go. <laughs> it's highlighted. Move. See, when you start seeing people's names, you recognize them. You read from wherever you want. Well, I, uh, I see Mr. Temkin. That's, That's the prosecutor. Okay. Okay, I see it. You see okay. it? <laughs> All right, so the question is, now, you did, though, end up getting the paper, didn't you? Answer, That's yes. Chuck. Chuck. And I think you told us on direct that you got them from your old a person named AZ, right? Yes. Question. And that's AZ Faison, right? Correct. AZ Faison is an old friend of yours, right? Yes. Question. Old drug buddy, right? Yes. Question. AZ Faison was introduced to you by a fellow named Alpo. Answer. Yes. Question. Also known as Alberto Martinez, among other things, right? Answer. Yes. I know him by that name. Question. And AZ and Faison AZ told you that the court papers came from Alpo. Is that right? Came from Alpo. He answered Alpo. Pardon me. Question. And you acknowledge that Alpo was cooperating government witness. Isn't that right? Right. Somebody said objection. But how do you know the man wasn't lying though? The man that, how do you know that the man... Keep reading. Mister. I, I'm talking about your man that set you okay, up. Okay, but keep reading because the next document is the case agent speaking. Keep reading. This right here. There you go. Keep reading. I, I just want to make sure, man. I just want to make sure you have the facts. I want you to be sure. I just know how you're lying. Okay. He could have set it up. There you go. The gaffle. You know about the gaffle. I know, but keep reading. You, the, hmm. you have one lady in the picture. I don't know how you did it, Ben, all them girls, and I heard about you. So you are the master of... of, of Deception. Okay. Keep Not no, no telling shit, though. Okay. So now, question. And all, of, and all this took place during the investigation when Kevin Childs was the principal of the investigation, right? That's the agent speaking. Yes. They're talking to the agent. Okay. All right. Mr. Temkin, ask your question about the other targets, right? Answer, yes. Question. One of those targets was a guy by the name of AZ Faison, right? 
Answer, AZ is part of this case, yes. Question, AZ Phazon? Answer, AZ Phazon, yes. Question, what does Q mean? Question, right? Mm -hmm. I will leave it at that. In addition to the period of time whenever nope. it Slow down, so you don't okay. have to go beyond that. Okay. Again, I'm going to rewind this whole thing. Okay. Why is AZ a part of my case, right? How did Alpo get papers to give them to AZ to in turn give them to Chuck? Again, like the man said, me and him had no business dealings together. There is no reason whatsoever for this individual. So let's go a little deeper. Did you have any sexual encounters with AZ's women? What? Man, I'm just, I'm, I'm man, asking. Listen, maybe... Listen, I don't matter factly. Listen, that's ridiculous. Like that's that's not even a question. <laughs> Nikki Ballins, well, hold up. What's ridiculous, Nikki Ballins? Yeah, but I didn't have a personal relationship with, and it's not not nothing I knew of. Put it that way. You know what I'm saying? Not nothing that I flat oh, out could say. Everybody came back in the room. He right. bugging. He, he charging <laughs> yeah. the room. I had to chill. Um, so nothing that you knew of. Nothing I know of. Okay, I, I respect that. But so you don't know where this stemmed from. I have no idea. And for all it can, you still don't know if it's in the rules. You don't know that the government set things up to put each other against each other. You don't think, I'm just listen, asking. Put us against each other. Listen, I got a witness list that had over 200 people. This is actual paperwork. Yeah. This they, is, I see. Okay. In the United States of America, this is actual paperwork. Trial number, I see the paperwork. Okay. I see the city, I see, I'm not, I'm not. And, okay. I'm just asking you, how do you know I, that I, Chuck I, wasn't lying? That's what I'm asking. That was a case agent just speaking. It was Chuck asking him where he got this paperwork from that he received from Alpo, who in turn gave it to AZ, who in turn gave it to Chuck. I told you earlier that Chuck and them, they was all down together prior to, to my situation with Chuck. So again, So why you never spoke to AZ about it? Why you never found out if this was true? That's what I'm saying. Well, that is the federal government, the FBI and the case agent, the lead case agent on the on The, the same stand. agency that you got two hung juries from. Okay, but my point is, why make him inclusive in anything with me? Like, what was the point of that? You give me a rational explanation because I'm not, I'm not searching for one. I, it walked like a duck, it cracked like a duck. It's a fucking duck. But you can make it out to be whatever you want to make it out to be. I'm not gonna debate that with you. That was a good one, the good reversal, very smart. It's not gonna work here. That's fine. I, you know, you give you me say, an explanation. I'm not, I'm you know, not gonna provide does one. Does water just... stays on a duck back? No, because I'm a duck right now. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> let's get it a little deeper. I'm Go saying ahead. that you cannot figure out yourself. You look at me like your queen's from. I cannot figure out why this man, unless you're telling me that he was so close to Chuck, that's why he wanted to take you down to to, to, to help him. Because it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't coincide. You what? know what I'm saying? Even you don't. Even you said yo, I can't figure out why wouldn't his name this, be in my paperwork. I can't. And I'm, I can speculate all day long. Okay. Respect. I can speculate. The man never did a day in jail, right? We, we do know, we do know that he testified against the individuals that he had that issue with. Did he, did, I, I know he told on the guy that shot him. Listen. No, 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 no. I'm saying. Okay, that's fine. Listen. I'm not saying it's right. I'm tomato, not saying it's right. tomato. If that's what no, you no, want I'm to say. No, 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 no. Did he go on? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm go saying ahead. first. Because you got this whole no telling thing and stuff like that. So you don't want to engage in conversation. I really about don't, it. but go ahead. I'm just asking, did he go on the stand? Absolutely. And, so the guy that sh shot Listen, him with okay. the trial. I, I'm just asking, did he go on the stand and point yeah, him out? Yeah, from what I understand, and okay. I wasn't in the courtroom, but as I understand it, and this is really off. This is like, because let me say this so people clear. I have no reason whatsoever to put anything on him. It doesn't it doesn't further my position in life. I don't gain anything from it. 
It's just what it was. So I was just as bewildered and puzzled as anybody would have been because we didn't have any business dealings. I did business with Rich. I did business with Poe. I didn't do any business with this dude. So there's no reason why me and his name should be even mentioned in the same sentence unless you're talking about some shit we did as kids. Other than that, there's no reason whatsoever. I can only speculate thereafter as to why it would be. But that's a question at some point if he get on your platform or anybody else's platform that he can answer. Alpo name is in it as well. Alpo tried to reach out to you and Alpo is walking around New York City. That's a fact. Yeah. So you said on Funk Flex that you're not, you don't want to, there's nothing to talk about. It isn't. But wouldn't you have a conversation just to get clarity of what, because he's going, walking around taking pictures with people I heard. He's taking pictures but, of individuals but, but, that spoke but, but, about him. But what does that got to do with me? I know you, know, you don't look nervous. We know you, you yeah, I can tell, yeah. like, it's, it's, yeah. it's a lot of things going on. I'm not questioning that. I'm just saying, why wouldn't you give my opportunity to maybe... Hold on, Flip. Let me ask you a question, man. Somebody put a gun in your head. They, they they pull the trigger. The gun jams. A police car pulls up. You run off. The only thing that spared you was that police car pulled up at a time and allowed you to get away from that incident and the gun jam. You want to have a conversation later on with the person and say, hey, you tried to kill me. Why did you do that? The way you put it, no. Okay, then. <laughs> but... Sometimes you may want to find out the reason. The I don't premise. want. No, I don't. Because had the government had their way, had I got convicted, we wouldn't be having this discussion right now. And whatever narrative you will be hearing will be the one that you've already heard. You're just hearing my side of it now. So Alpo tried to reach out to you, yes? Plenty of times. I told you we were friends. We were good friends. Even through the process of all this, he reached out. Care, don't go to trial. Don't this. And this is when I was in the street. So we've always been that way. But again, it's not about Alpo, Dave, Ralph, John. I don't care. Like, I don't care who you are. Once you do what you did, I, I don't really want to hear what you have to say. So because Alpo told on guys in D.C., it, it negates the friendship and everything. You don't want to talk to them, period. I have a lot of reasons, man. I, I, you just see Alpo. You read it. He was in federal custody. He had my paperwork. You just read it. He sent it to AZ. AZ in turn gave it to Chuck. I don't understand why anybody had my paperwork. You see where it reads, he didn't get it from a courthouse, he didn't get it this way. Like, so I don't know what any of that but is. What paper? I don't understand. What's the paperwork? What's on the paperwork? I never saw the paperwork. But this started as early as 92 when the government was investigating me. I was being investigated. Mm -hmm. So while all this investigation is going on, he's locked up. You understand? Oh, mm -hmm. So I don't know if he was sitting down with the agents and they were saying, hey, tell us something about Kev. You know, what did he do? What did y'all do? I've seen things in my paperwork where I read where there's incidents with me and him. So I knew it was him mm -hmm. because I know me and you did what we did. So when I read it, I know who it is. Alpo, you talking about? Yeah, because we did business. So if you say, well, on such and such occasion, I bought 15 keys, this, that, and the third, whatever the case may be. I know it was you from the description of what, what, what it detailed. Uh, excuse me for my ignorance because I do tend to be slow. No, you're not. I am. You said on Flex in here that they had your paperwork floating around. I'm, I'm confused about what was on the... I'm confused about the paperwork part. What is the paperwork? Okay, well, Because that okay, would tell okay, me... Okay, this is what... This if, it was, if it was snitch or not, that would tell me what was told. Because if it was paper, paperwork... Let me tell you... your address? Let me... Let me let, no, 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 no. We're talking about... We're, no. <laughs> we're talking about... Trying to make you scared. That's not going to happen today. Uh, oh. We're talking about federal documents. Okay, we're talking about someone who's incarcerated. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. So, and, and mind you, truth be told, I had hired a private investigator. Respect. 
that 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 was able to uh, uh, find out these things. This is why when you fight in the case, you hire investigators and all this old kind of stuff happens. But what, regardless of what was in the paperwork, I don't know because I, I never saw it. I'm, I'm locked up when all this is going on. You understand? I'm locked up. I just get this in my discovery, and thank God that um, my investigator and my lawyer was able to use that because what ultimately happened was my lawyer was able to say that what Chuck was testifying to wasn't so much because he was actually there, but he was reading from a script. You see the, the argument my lawyer was able to create? That he doesn't have firsthand knowledge of any of what he's talking about because he received these documents from someone who was working with the government. So everything he's testifying to today on the stand is not firsthand knowledge, but he's reading from a script to save oh. his ass. So that worked for me. Hmm. And that was fake working for me. I got it. So basically, you're saying that Alpo must have told on you, and in, and his transcript of what was said, what went on, got to Chuck so he could re reiterate mm -hmm. what was there. Right. <laughs> Why you didn't say that from the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you talking about paperwork? Paper? I don't understand what you're talking about. Well, well, I thought when I said the man was in federal custody. Hey, you know I'm slow. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, well, I'm slow. I didn't right. graduate from high school. Okay. So forgive me. Right. Pardon me. Pardon me. Um... But it doesn't stay that AZ told on you because he got the paperwork from Alpo. It, but AZ is guilty by association from giving no, the paperwork no, no, to Chuck. That. Did you not? Did you not read the part where it said he's a part of this case? Why are we a part of any case? Hmm. Um, these papers are. I, I, G, what do you think, G? I, I need your opinion, G. Do you understand what I'm saying, G? I got, I got it. He didn't I, get on the stand, so I, for clarity. I, okay, he didn't get, he didn't get on the stand. I put the, I put the paperwork together. I put it together. So mm. basically, in my opinion, um, pardon me, my, my, you know what I mean? And I need your help on this. Alpo, what he's saying that Alpo said some things that they did together. Right? Mm -hmm. So they gave it, they passed it on to Chuck in order to validate Alpo's story. Mm-hmm. In order to put him in, this is what I got from it. Yeah, he's saying. But what I'm saying that saying AZ why, is just a, a man that handed the paper because AZ just a man that AZ, AZ. That's what I, that's what I'm thinking. But he said that AZ. What do you think? It just said AZ handed him the paper. That's what I read. But yeah, he's it saying, also said he's AZ saying, part of the case. He's saying why why are they even a part of that? You know what I'm saying? Like they, they I had showed no you several of... different documents with him and my name intertwined. I saw that, and we don't have anything to do with each other. Respect. So. You can, it's what's, a conspiracy what? with the government, I, <laughs> you know. What's the saying about ignorance? It's bliss? Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what, I'm, it's, it's what it is with me right now. <laughs> well, that's fine. I mean, that that's okay for you to feel that way. I don't, I don't, my point is I just, like I state to you and anybody I speak to, I always speak in facts and I support mm -hmm. everything that I say. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say what something was or wasn't. But what we can all agree on, if me and you never did no business, then me and your name don't need to be intertwined any kind of how. Got it. Can we do an interview soon with uh, Barry? I want to know a story. I already got a, a good story. Well, would you set that up down the line for me? I think he likes you, man. I'm sure you know y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. He showed me some 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 wounds. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, I see the paperwork for my own two self. Uh, the docket number. Uh, what's the docket number? I just want to make sure. Is it the number that I read earlier? The file number is two four five F. Dash NY dash one nine five one two four. 
see all the steals, all the seals, all the all the things it was filed. You see I, all of that? I see it. I see it. Okay. You know, and um, wow. Well. No, 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 for real. I mean, I can have my opinion, but the, he showed me paperwork. He showed me, you know what I'm saying? Flip the script. This is this is man paperwork. This is not my opinion. It has nothing to do with Queen's Flip or Flip the Script. This is a man brought the paperwork here. Yeah, he brought it here, and, and, and uh, it's, it's here. I see it. It's nicely in a red. I think this is a leather. It's nicely <laughs> together well. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, trial volume number three, May 9th, 96. Yeah. Um, damn, wow. You said, let me ask you one last question. Where do we go from here? The book. <laughs> yeah, he just answered it. Mm. I got a book that details everything we discuss. I mean, this is just, this just scratch the surface, man. But the book gets into all of the, 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 the nitty gritty and relationships and conversations and the backstory and all of that kind of What's stuff. What's the name of the book? It's called The Crack Era, The Rise and Fall and The Redemption. Mm. Very important that people understand the redemption of Kevin Childs, you know. When's it come out? Uh, it's released November 1st, but um, we've been doing pre-sales, man. I've been getting a lot of support. And, and while I got the opportunity, like I said, a lot of rappers been showing me a lot of love from Cameron to uh, Pusha T, Fat Joe, hmm. uh, Jim, Uncle Murder, Fab. Uh, um, am I leaving out anybody, man? French, this 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 community has been showing me a lot of love and respect, and I appreciate them dudes for you know like you know like doing what they doing because they 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 help them bring in attention to the book. It's, it's a dope book, man. When it's all said and done, man. Soundtrack, right? You got a soundtrack for the book? Well, we was actually in a meeting earlier today, um, um, talking about that. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because ink ain't dry in that situation. But gotcha. like I said, we 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 getting a lot of positive feedback. You know what I mean? So. Um, what about um? Are you gonna do Audible? Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, it's on the digital platform. It's an Audible book as well. Obviously, the hardcover, soft cover. So every 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 means that you guys can receive the information, we gonna make sure y'all guys get it. No, but you know what Audible is right. Yeah, when someone speaks. Yes, I you can play it in your car or on the yeah, train yeah, yeah, to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be one of them. <laughs> um, Don Divas. Is it still Don Divas magazine? Yeah, it's Global Media. That's just a component of what we're doing now because we're venturing off into television. And we, you know, you, we'll come back and talk about that too because I got a situation with television and hopefully the segue into some movie shit. How can Flip the Script get on the cover of Don Diva? You're already supporting us, man. Look at no, you. No, no, no. I didn't ask mm. that. Don't spin me. <laughs> just, say, just say there's no possibility to get on nah, the cover. No, that's not true. Nah, it's definitely a possibility. We may look up this time next year and you're the number one in everything and I'll be like, then we could have this conversation. I remember when I met Flip and G and now look, man. You know what I mean? I was in Don Diva years ago. I mean, me, me and Steph Lover, I was I DJ that. Oh, I remember that. You remember yes. that? Listen, man. How you remember that so quick? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, I don't know. Listen, <laughs> because I'm gonna tell you why I remember it. Because it's my job to remember it, first of all. Mm, okay, talk about but, it. But 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 I was be, trying to find but, it but beyond that, me and Steph is cool. Like you know what I mean. So especially during that time. That was at um, with the, the uh, Laugh Factory. Yeah. Uh, with the comedy. Comedy joint. Thank you. I yeah. salute you. Make sure y'all follow Don Diva December. Magazine. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, for updates on the crack ever and, you know, everything else we got going on. Clover Line? You got, got the, the hoodie? Yeah, well, this yeah, is just sort of like marketing for the book and everything. Okay. But we got yeah. a bunch of other stuff on the site. You know, you just, just like you said, go to dondivamagazine.com and you, you, you could um, click on it. It's a bunch of stuff that we got. But I just would appreciate everybody, like, you know, to, uh, check the book out. And I'm sure it'll be a great read or listen, mm -hmm. you know. 
Um, oh, my, my extra question. So, um, I know plenty of blog sites and, and, and radio shows and podcasts reached out to you. Um, why is it that you only did the Flex show and, and now this show? Well, let me, let me, again, the Flex show happened by, like, honestly, this, this ain't, this ain't really, this ain't really what I do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's why there was no information out there, uh, uh, spoken in first person like you never you never you if it wasn't for the flex show you guys wouldn't have anything to draw from because prior to that I never spoke about anything and the only reason why I'm really talking about it now to be quite honest is because I got a project but then on top of that because of the flex show people started with the speculation and the rumors and the shit started running rampant and some of that got under my skin a certain kind of way because I'm like all of that shit's the furthest thing from the truth so mm-hmm. I had to address some of that you know what I mean? And then the reason why you guys specifically is because we put out an opinion poll and people people wasn't really satisfied about uh, the job that Flex do. But in defense of Flex, he didn't he didn't he didn't have anything to go on and he didn't know me, you know what I mean, well enough to ask me anything. So I, I can't totally hold him like you know what I'm saying? And he didn't he, I mean and there was nothing out there, you know, other than a few pictures floating around and some some nonsense. So you guys had a, 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 an advantage doing your interview, but at the same time, people said, you know, if you go on any shows, and y'all need to go on, on Queen's Flip Show because, you know, they, they ask the right questions, and, 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 and again, you want out, man. You know what I mean? So when me and you spoke, I said, I'm going to get the people what they want. All right, that's what's up. Did you All feel right. we asked the right questions? <laughs> no, nah, absolutely you did. But, but, but besides <laughs> that, I mean, being, being honest, because, you know, at some point, people were telling me, like, you know, I didn't have this paperwork. I've seen a lot, of, a lot of shit floating around about you know, and I wanted on your show more specifically for you to see it, for you to read it to the audience. Mm-hmm. So all this is exclusive. I've never done it you, you before, do, and I ain't going to do it again. You do have paperwork. This yeah. is paperwork I see. Uh, I am, yeah. Appreciate it. This is paperwork. Yeah. It's just hard paperwork. It got a docket number. It got everything. It got the, this is, this is, this is it. You got a number here. You got telephone numbers, 92. You got the Maxwell tape, the Maxwell tape mm. recorder where they got him recorded. <laughs> Not Maxwell, pardon me. Maxwell's a singer. Max L. <laughs> yeah, C30. Cassette tapes. Yeah. The cassettes. This is it, the cassettes. Yeah, I seen it. Is there it, anything? So pardon yeah. me, pardon me. Yes. No, I was going to say, if, if you know, in, in retrospect now, if you can go back to mm. that, that, that 13-year-old, 12-year-old kid, you know, like would you change anything as far as what you did, get, get into the game and that, that, whole, that whole lifestyle? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, and again, this just coming out because you asked me this question. I did what I had to do, and if I had to do it all over, I, I would as well. Um, obviously, certain things that happened, I, you know, I wouldn't want them to turn out the way they did. Of course. But, of course. but, but what me taking the lead and taking taking some of the uh, pressure off my family allowed my brother to have a clear path. Mm. My little brother not only graduated valedictorian from a Catholic school, he went on to graduate from Columbia University. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. On a basketball oh, scholarship. Right. So, you know... Um, my brother ain't had these hardships. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't have to get out in the street and do so many things he did. So if I was a sacrificial man, and, you know, and that's what the outcome was, and me knowing that, I would go over and, and, and do it all over again exactly the same way because I, I wasn't afforded some of the luxuries he was. You know, I, I had to help. I had to figure something out. Right. You know, but he didn't. I respect. Yeah, man. Is there anything you want to say in closing? Nah, I appreciate you guys having us, man. You know what I mean? And I hope uh, your audience receives it a certain kind of way. I just wanted to matter-of-factly 
provide facts. I didn't want to talk about speculations because, like I said, when people call me a liar, I'm a lot of things. I ain't a liar, though, you know what I'm saying? And my honor and my integrity and all that's intact, you know. So Is that a Rolex on your wrist? Yeah, flip. <laughs> you don't have GG <laughs> But let me, let me, since, 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 since we showing out a little bit. Oh, let's go. Since we showing out a little bit. Uh, I got locked up in um, the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. And I told you I was getting a lot of money, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Well, let me just show you the money I'm still spending. Go give us some money? No, I'm just going to show oh, you the oh, money I'm still just... spending. You, 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 you. Those are old hundreds. Those are old hundreds. Those are old hundreds. Come on, let's just bring it over here, man. The cash app is over here, bro. You want to hear that going off? Can you check? Is that fake money? I don't know. Let me just double check. Let me double check it. You could bet that, never have to sweat that. Still spending money from 88, man. Like, mmm. Show the people. Show Can they see you? Is it a little bit? A little bit? You come a little closer. Come a little closer. Let me read about I'm, 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 I'm G Money, man. I gotta make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money, he don't know my money, man. You gotta feel it, see how much is in, you gotta smell it a little bit. Yeah, that's my small good. That's my good. That's my good. That's my good. Oh, get the, oh man. See, look. Nah, come on, man. It's for you, G Money. Come on, man. That's what we doing today. That's for you, G Money. 86 is a good year, too, you know what I mean? Hey, man. You know what I'm saying? You, was you born in 86? 86, 86 is a good year, man, you know what I'm saying? That's real. Damn. We do all merch ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, the crack era, November 1st. I just want to say, um, you know, um, hold on, before you say that. I got to tell him. Before you say that. Got to tell um, From what I read, and, um, from what I see, and from what is said, because this is this is from what I read. This is not how I. Well, kind. Of, from what I read, from what I got from it, is that both Poe and Az tried to bury you by giving Chuck the paperwork they wanted to. No, nah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I don't. I don't. I don't. There's no reason for me to defend either one of their positions. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. Yeah, there's no reason for me to defend any one of their positions. And like I said. Paul, throughout all of this, he did reach out to me, like I told you, and told me, don't go to trial, don't do this, don't do that. Okay. But nevertheless, that may have been because maybe he felt as though he may have had to get on the stand and didn't want to have to do what, what he was contractually obligated to do. He didn't get on the stand, he didn't show up in my trial, neither did AZ. But again, you know, to reiterate, it came from him, it went to him, and Chuck happened to be on the run at the time and, you know, wanting to know what was going on with the case, and he ended up with the documents... And, and that's what that was. I mean, but this is how people feel. Not necessarily me. That I don't give a fuck. Well, I don't even at this point. But, but this, is how, this is how people feel. And people on the streets feel this way as well. Right. But you look at it as, you know, like I look at things a little bit different. Weird, and people going to get at me for that. They're going to curse me out. I feel it. But what? Just say, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm being uh, subjective instead of objective. You know, basing this off of a personal belief instead of basing it off of the what you consider be providing me hard facts. And, and that's all of, I could do. A lot of people like that, a lot of people move like me in society. That's true. You know, we, we, we based our opinions off of 
subjectism. I don't think that's not even a word, but but being subjective. Right. You understand? So I, I look at things. I'm and just I, not. I'm just. I'm just not. I, I, I'm not afforded the luxury. You know what I mean? It is what it is for me. And respect. again, whatever somebody else feels. You, you know, listen. We we put a we put a glass of water on the, on the table. I'm gonna see this half full. You might see this half empty, and and we could debate it to the sun burn out. And that's just a fact. Respect. But you, you got old money. Uh, yeah. Anybody got money from '88, man? Um, Where you going? You got you to sit down. We got to sign out. Do we? Yeah, we don't just get up like that. Y'all don't have me here all night, man. Y'all yeah. ain't provide no refreshments or nothing, man. Oh, no, we did. Oh, hold on. Did you take care of him? Yes, we did. Yeah, you did. I'm not bullshit. I'm just fucking <laughs> with y'all, man. I'm just fucking with y'all, man. Nah, I ain't got no question. I just I just want to say something, you know, to anybody that's spending money from 88, man. They, he cool, man. He cool, man. Come on, 88, bro. I, you know, I was born 86. And then, like, I, he, got, he showed me the money. And then he got the 86. You threw me off with that. Yeah, it's, it's too many. Why you set it up like that, it's, G? It's back to back, bro. You know what I'm saying? Man, that was too crazy. Oh. Uh, you know. Social medias, please. Yeah. Dawn Diva Magazine. Dawn Diva Magazine. Fayback. Fade back like the Maybach Don Diva magazine, oh. old man. Mm. Oh, that's what it is. Shit. Uh, can you shout out the comrades that's in the building? Just you know, oh, just yeah, give them some respect, man. please. Of course, man. Let them, let them. Well, anyway, my dude Audie is here. Actually, a uh, lifelong comrade. Yeah, oh, co-defendant. Audie. Audie Green, my cousin. Uh, Oz, uh, uh, co-defendant as well. My first cousin, my my, my mother's sister's son. He's the youngest one. Right, mm. exactly, salute, salute, and salute. obviously my my partner Del Son, man, y'all oh, know who him. Yeah, you know, you know calling him Barry White. Barry White. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Del Son, and, and, and of course Fayback, you actually. Uh, yeah, and my man back there. Oh yeah, of course that's my cousin too, man. On on my other side, I ain't even see him because he hiding. He's really yeah. the smooth one there. Oh, you know right. I mean? So he ain't even here. He's so stealth, man. He done disappeared on me. I forgot he was even in here. But yeah, that's my first cousin as well, man. You know, so every, as you see, everything's family. These are all my my and 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 uh, friends and family. But bigger than that, uh, uh, Faye uh, been, um, you know, running the page and um, you doing know, a good job. the magazine. Good yeah, job. he was the one who posted that opinion thing. That you know, that was but his he, idea. But man. you didn't respond to my DM. I sent in February. To the DM? Yeah, February. We we saw the, we saw the proof. <laughs> well, there you go. See, that's what to be mad at, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was him then. Yeah, yeah. There you go. See how that worked? Shout out to you though, man. Like you know what I mean? Like um, I want to salute you though. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. I I watch your story. And the fact that you still stuck with this and do that, man, you got my respect. You earned my respect. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate Because I know how the streets could be and stuff like that. And you earned my respect. I'm going to tell you that personally. You know Appreciate that. I ain't like all that shit with Charlie Clinton's my man. I ain't like it. But, you know. <laughs> nah, we cool. Know. We cool now. We we put that behind us. And we respect bigger and better things. I, I want to salute you. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate that. Personally. Yo, on the sign of another classic episode, man, at DJ G Money 156 on the Instagram, at Flip the Script Pod, at Queens Flip with a Z. You know what it is, man. Uh, you know, shout shout to Queens one time, man. Shout to you know, shout to the whole squad, the crack era, the first of November. There Look you out go. for that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? All platforms. Take us home, man. Yeah, we Queens appreciate flip. y'all, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, thank you. Enough, enough. I get you a chance. I get you a chance. This <laughs> <laughs> Queens flip URLTV.tv. Check this out, man. A classic interview. I loved it. Hopefully, I, I speak to the guys behind the scenes and see if they liked it as well. You know, we had a discussion. Um, I think that we covered everything. You know, pretty, I think it was different. My thing with doing interviews and watching people is I try to be different. Um, shout out to InfoMinds. You know what I mean? They had a part in playing with this, um, putting this together. Shout out to them. And I want to salute that. That was dope. Um, but, you know, my, I try to make the interviews 
as different as I can. Mm. I don't want to ask the same questions. I don't want to go down that road because that doesn't make us. And people have, you know, people saying that Queens flip, they don't like the fact that I go back and forth with people, but I think that makes the interview. I think our style of interviewing is what makes us stand out the way we do. Mm-hmm. What I have done is allow people to finish their sentences. You know, before we used to interrupt, that's not no more. Right. I've done that. And I sit there and I say to myself with my ADHD self, like, Yo, let them finish, let them finish, let them finish, let them finish. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let them finish, let them finish. So I try to do things different. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully we get on the Dawn Diva cover the magazine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but before that, lock your doors, close your windows, close your blinds, open your blinds. If you see a nigga like Kevin Childs and Faye on your lawn, <laughs> let Kevin in and don't be afraid to use a fire on my Faye. <laughs> <laughs>